All right. Let me know when you want me to leave that thing. Leave? Sure. It's my house. Get out of here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sinky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. Hello, everyone. My name is David Dedrick. And we're sponsored today by the drink that I'm drinking, which is tap water in a Dr. Pepper bottle. <laughs> I thought it was like a, that was like a clear diet Dr. Pepper or nope, something. Nope. This is, uh, I just used the Dr. Pepper me. bottle and I put water in it from the tap. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is uh, what we call, the, we call this drink the uh, Ed Dragansky. That's what this drink is called. Uh, you're remembering Dr. Pepper, but yeah. you're not supporting it any longer. You're not longer. supporting it any longer. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. You can reference it, but not give money to it. It also gives you a nice... Uh, it's very clear. Mm. And Ed, Edward is always very clear. The problem for me is, one of my favorite theaters to go to, the Cottonwood in Chilliwack, British Columbia, uh, they are a Pepsi theater. Mm. Unlike Cineplex, which is a Coca-Cola theater. Right. So they're the choice of a new generation. They are the choice of a new generation. That is correct. Despite the fact that most of the movies seem to be played for people who are over 100 years old. But, or under six. There's a, there's a, like a wide. Anyway, so I don't like Pepsi very much. Okay. Not a fan. Not a huge fan. I'm okay. I was, I was born in Montreal, so I do. You, you're fine. You're fine with it. But I'm not such a huge fan. And like in a restaurant, I don't, you know, if I say I'll have a Coke and they go, is uh, Pepsi okay? Very nervously, as if I'm going to mm-hmm. suddenly explode. Like a person who just discovered they're drinking Sanka. Was that a SCTV thing or was that a Saturday Night Live thing? Saturday Night Live. It's a good one. Are you talking about the Chris Farley? Chris bit? Farley, yes. That's that's very good. Anyway. Um, I don't y- think it was Sanka, but yes. It wasn't Sanka? No, N- it was like... or something? No, we've, we've replaced your your coffee with Folgers Crystals, I think mm. it was. I think it was Folgers yeah, Crystals. Yeah, it was like an instant it was coffee. Par- instant it was a parody coffee. of the ad at the time. Okay. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so I often will default to uh, Dr. Pepper. Wait, they have Dr. Pepper there? They have Dr. Pepper there because it's a Pepsi. Oh. That's a Pepsi uh, thing now. Oh. I guess they're swallowed into the Pepsi umbrella. Okay. Like Quaker Oats. Okay. Most, most people I know would just uh, default to root beer. And Fruitopia and other things like that. Sure. And they're all Pepsi. By the way, if you're Australian, things. you will always go for root beer first. Is that right? My Australian friends immediately, it's like root beer. <laughs> then I told them, uh, well, this is my friend Shane I'm specifically speaking about right now, but I, other Australians as well. Uh, and since we have Australian listeners, am I wrong about this? You yeah. guys like root beer, right? Confirm, please. Yeah. Um, but there was a hot dog place in town yeah. that only had root beer, but like 30 varieties of root beer. Here in Vancouver? Yes. That was okay. on um, Granville Street, and it had as okay. its mascot, a common mascot, which is the hot dog who's giving himself a little swirl on his head like he's giving himself a... Uh, a little a hair hairdo, little curly hairdo, with, with like a ketchup bottle. Oh, ketchup, not mustard. This is I, I thought okay. that it was specific to this uh, hot dog place, but yeah. I've seen other hot dog uh, mm. people use this okay. life size, a common mascot. terrifying hot dog uh, <laughs> mascot. But yeah, their gimmick was uh, just root beer, so it was like any kind of root beer. But they had tons uh. of bottled root beer of like different types, and I think they had some root beer on tap as well. But it was just root beer. I mean, I like root beer, but that. It seems almost. It seems kind of fascist. It's a, oh yeah, yeah. He liked what he liked, and he was going to make you like it too. <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Maybe it's an antidote for whatever's in the hot dogs. It's good for what ails you. <laughs> there you go. It's, a, it's it's the it has the it has the anti venom mm-hmm. inside the. You never know. You that's the thing. You never know. By the way, that's also Dr Pepper's slogan: is uh, you never know 
What's in Dr. Pepper? Well, you never know. <laughs> Something. Uh, so anyway, what I wanted to say was no offense, Ed, but uh, I just, because Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, I'm going to go Dr. Pepper. Right. Which is fine for like one drink. Like a, a Coke, I could have like several glasses of Coke mm-hmm. and not think anything about it besides the fact that I'm probably put, not doing very good for myself. But, you know, a once in a while thing, have a little bit of Coke. But uh, Dr. Pepper is kind of like a one time only. You don't want to go back again for seconds sort of a drink. As far as like as concerned, yeah, Dr Pepper. Also, you never have a second Dr Pepper. Like if you have a Dr Pepper and like it's a fountain, and yeah. uh, and then they go uh, free refill. No, <laughs> no, you're not going to have a second Dr Pepper. What are you insane? Yeah. You just pretend you were having a Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Go no no I have, is that Dr Pepper? No no it was Pepsi. Shine. Yeah, Mandela effect. Those people. They'll be walking back going, I swear they got a Dr. Pepper. But, but like okay. I say, I grew up in, in Quebec, so my go-to is have a have a nice Pepsi with a cigarette and a bagel with some smoked <laughs> meat on it, and yeah. then join the FLQ. And drive really terribly. Right. That's also a thing. I don't think you can top joining the FLQ with driving really terribly, <laughs> but I, I appreciate that you had that loaded up and wanted to say it. <laughs> yes. Yours was not... Mine Mine is a, mine is a universal thing. Yours was a very time-specific. Mine was, uh, yeah. And then you so joined a terrorist organization. Three, three years of uh, Quebec history there. Uh, this is also, by the way, how... Oh, this is another joke for Ed Rugansky. It's really in his uh, his era. It's right in his of, wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. What, what, was the, what was the comic shop he worked at? Lone Star. Lone Star. So, um, Owned by Buddy Sanders. Controversial comic shop owner in his day. Oh, because? He was a pro-censorship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh, censor that story. He probably, uh, <laughs> he probably had Christian values. Oh, okay. And a Stetson hat. Mm, so he wouldn't sell Thor comics because it was blasphemous. He wouldn't sell I mean, what? What? Thor comics because it was another. It was a different <laughs> god. I think Thor was. You will fine. have no gods before me. Ticket to Thor, please. <laughs> Even. I think he would have been fine with Thor. It was more of the people like the, the Christians don't worry about that kind of stuff. They're just oh, they're only worried about sex. Okay, that's the only thing that, that concerns them: sex and nudity, which is kind of sex. That's it. Now all I'm thinking, oh no, okay, I'm, I'm thinking many dirty things that I don't want to start the show like, with this. If we were an hour deep into yeah. the show, I would do a joke right now, yeah. and it would be fine. But like, like right now, I'm not, we're setting the tone. Sure, sure. This Set is the amuse classy. Yeah, I want you wearing your, your top hat and yeah. your, your tuxedo today. I gotta, you know, you gotta ease, you gotta ease people into this. I'm tired uh, of you dragging business. the show into the gutter, is what Well, I'm what I was gonna say. Can I just well, say one thing before oh we go on? Oh my lord. Which is I, that, you know, when like, call back to a couple shows ago, Caligula. Uh, people people were protesting Caligula. They weren't protesting the fact that people were being killed in Caligula. They were protesting that a horse was put into the Senate. Right. They were protesting the sex. That's all they cared about. Mm-hmm. They weren't there going, they're worshipping Jove. No, they didn't care about that. They just... Uh, well, to, okay. To be fair. No, I don't want you to be fair to the To Christians. be fair to those people protesting. <laughs> yes. A horse, that horse that was there. It's anti-democratic. In, in, the, mo- in the movie, yeah. but uh, pro-secretariat. Um, the, the horse that was in the in the movie yes. uh, was not actually UN was not actually elected to the Senate. That horse that was an acting horse. That was a horse that was brought on set, and the, and that horse no. had no judicial power. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, the people who Fair were enough. in the violence, yeah, that was not actual stabbings mm. for real. The, yeah. the, you know, yeah. But the sex, yep, that was real sex. Sure, you were getting a real BJ. They were. Uh, my my friend's mom was quite um was quite um what's the word I'm looking for? Titillated. 
<laughs> no, no, not aroused. Not, no, 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 Wound going, up. Going the wrong way here. Frisky. Going the wrong way. You're still going the wrong By way. By the way, Happy Days used that a lot, right? Frisky? Yeah, they were like mom and dad, like mom and pa. Cunningham would like, you know, uh, talk about being frisky. Then they'd run upstairs. And I'm like, they're running upstairs to fuck. Like, like that's the sitcom thing. It's just like they yeah. look at each other and just like, hey, you want to do it? Yeah. And now everyone in that room. It's okay. In a family show. It's okay. It's like watching them go up there. They and, were like, doing it in separate beds. It's fine. Well, congratulations to Mr. Cunningham. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, pull that off. No, his mom was quite... Uh, Marion. She, she was a believer. Okay. And we used to watch... It's quite hilarious because we watched movies with terrible violence. Like, just absolute, like, mayhem going on. And she'd sit through it all, just perfectly happy. And as soon as anything started on the, like, sex front, she was just like, well... She'd get out of her chair and walk out of the room. And that was it. Mm-hmm. It's here again for the rest of the night. No good. And they were just pretending. Mm. I think she was that aroused that she had to leave. She the room. had to leave the room and go finish it off. She herself. was feeling, uh, yeah, going yeah, yeah. upstairs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulling a Cunningham. <laughs> it's just weird. Like I can't think of a sitcom now mm-hmm. where you know, in the middle of a a bit, someone would look at each other and just go, eh? and like they would just run upstairs. Like that wouldn't happen on, yeah. you know, Rest in Peace, Bob Saget, Full House. That wouldn't happen on, you know, a Too Close for Comfort. I don't think there was a, a, a female of a species in Full House, was there? Yeah, there was. There was a, a very attractive. I never saw the show. Yeah. I just, I thought she was, it was in that three guys. S- a scandal recently about college applications. Oh, I thought she was like a daughter. Who are you thinking of? Because there know. were daughters, uh, yeah, but I'm not talking the daughters. I thought it was like three. I'm talking the adults. I thought it was three uncles. Yeah, who had girlfriends. Oh. Okay. Sexy girlfriends. Yeah, but they don't, we don't want that. That's out of wedlock. Right. And one of them, you know, did some stuff with uh, Alanis Morissette. And there was a hit song about it. What of the guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I know you know. I know that. See, see, if you just let me talk about John Byrne, we wouldn't have had gone down this road. <laughs> All right. What do you you want know, to, it's not worth it now. What do you want to say it about wasn't John Byrne? worth it. It was, it was worth it at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all timing in this stuff. Anyway, uh, John, John, Byrne. John Byrne when he was doing Alpha Flight, okay, started. Uh, well, one thing I remember from one of the first John Byrne comics I ever read mm. was a, it was an issue of the X Men and uh, and a member of Alpha Flight. This is before the Alpha Flight comic came out. Mm. Uh, showed up to collect Wolverine and went like, "You work for Canada and we own you, and I'm taking you back." It's like, right. "You're not taking me back, bub." And the so- X Men sounds very Canadian. And the X Men fought, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, the the character who at the time mm. was called uh, Vindicator. Yes. No, it was called Guardian. It's called Guardian at okay. the time. All right. uh, shot get, a, get your story straight. Shot a blast. Yes. To get Wolverine, but ricocheted off Colossus, and it hit Moira McTaggart. And was like, no, I've heard an innocent. I can't stand this. Back to Canada for me. And went back and called himself Vindicator because okay. he had to vindicate himself for his sin sure. of hurting a nice Scottish lady. <laughs> you can hit, hurt an American, but you can't hurt a Scot. Yeah. And yeah. the big reveal. At he the, almost killed her. Oh, woohoo. And, 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 uh, and uh, the big reveal at the end was the villain was Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Wow. Who was like, you would get the, the, wow. you would get the Wolverine back, eh? Yes. And it was like, the, it was like an no, early, mis- no prime minister, I won't. Uh, an early hint where John Byrne fell on the political spectrum. Yeah. And it, it's a real, purely a Trudeau. So later on in the Alpha Flight comic, there was a mm-hmm. villain off the top uh, who um, fought for the FLQ years after there was anything <laughs> to do with the FLQ, sure. which was, the uh, I think, uh, Francophone Liberation. 
organization. And like it's a, just it was Québécois, was the FL. The FL, uh, Le, Québec, Libération Québécois. So it's that's Feder- right, Libération Québécois. It was like Québécois. Federation. That's right, they yeah. wanted to separate. There were some terrorist things. Uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, the villain of the X-Men, the yes. X-Men's greatest villain after Magneto, <laughs> uh, declared martial law and that kind of like shut everything down, didn't it? Uh, yes, he brought a British comic book character over from England. Yeah. That's right. Before, years before that was created. Said, said no Judge Dredd, though. Yeah. Just Marshall. Said, Law. get me Kevin O'Neill and give, <laughs> give me some ideas. And, uh, nice oh, pull. what's the other guy's nice name? Pull. Who wrote it? Adam, Adam, Andy? I don't Adam, Pat. There was a Pat who wrote a lot of this. Pat Mills. Pat Mills, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, a, nice pull. so there was a character, yeah, who was an FLQ terrorist mm-hmm. and who had superpowers. And, and they got shut down, like, in three pages, and you very seldom... I don't. I think you saw them one more time. It was a. It was a woman, and uh, and yeah. And it was like, oh, you can tell John Burns writing this because you know there's no American who would ever bring up as a motivator uh, the FLQ. And it was like the FLQ will return. And then they got shut down by Alpha Flight or some such. Huh. Real fast. And Alpha Flight went, no man, don't do that. Yeah. Quit it. Stop it. Why come they're called Alpha Flight? Oh, there was various um, military uh, levels. Uh, to I Canada's see. defense system. There was a beta flight. There was a gamma flight. Okay. There was a delta flight. Sure. Yeah. Omega flight? You got to re- reserve your delta flight, though, at least uh, a week in advance. Oh, Otherwise, really? you're not going to get on. Not going to get on. For that on. delta flight. Sure. No. And show up at the airport at least two hours early. Yeah. Even if it's a, even if it's a local flight. Yeah. Don't go on Alaska flight. Well, that's not uh, Canadian. That's true. Is delta Canadian? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's not... You want to pick nits on this well, joke? Who picked my nits? Okay. How many Alpha Flight members can you name? Go. Uh, Sasquatch. Yeah. Just start naming Canadian shit. <laughs> you'll you'll get a couple. Um, there was wasn't there Guardian or Vindicator, mm-hmm. whatever his name was. You know what? They were two separate characters at one point. Uh, there was like yeah, there was uh, two, yes. So those are two separate characters. Sure. So you've got Sasquatch, Guardian, yeah, and Vindicator. Know. That's it. Uh, there was Puck. When you t- oh Puck, that's right. There was North Star. But there Puck was, was like, wasn't he like a f- Aurora? Wasn't Puck like a fantastical character, like a fantastical creature, not related to like a hockey player? Puck. But. No, it's just a well. Originally, oh boy, this was a just bad, a little guy. This was a bad twist. Yeah, it was originally like a little guy. Yeah, who was like a guy who was like even he, more Wolverine than Wolverine. He was a tough, hairy little guy <laughs> who would uh, kind of do little cartwheels and then kick your ass. Yeah. And you wouldn't expect him to be that strong. No, not and then cartwheels. Later on, they made it that he was a, a, a large man oh. who uh, discovered something mystical, okay. and it crushed him and made him small. So it just made him a dense, big guy. So he was constantly sure. in pain, like incredible pain, but he's a little fella, uh, mm. and uh, that wasn't any good. You know what was worse, though? Sounds like the 90s. Was because North Star was gay. They decided oh, right. we're going to give him uh, we're going to give him HIV. Uh, mm-hmm. That's and uh, and and then they chickened out of that yeah. and went. Oops, no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> and so all the things he was going through and all his problems, they went. No, it's uh, elf disease. What? He and his sister are elves. They're not mutants because we yeah. thought they were mutants. Yeah. No, yeah. elves. Okay, well, that sounds more like an Iceland thing than a Canada thing. But, and then they ditched that like later on. And there was also Shaman and uh, I think Marina. She was there for like, two issues, and she was kind of a sea creature. And then at one point, she married uh, Submariner. 
And she became a monster mm. as well. Because, you know, she's a woman and uh, women superheroes become monsters. Here's what I know about John Byrne. If you're a female character in a comic book that John Byrne draws, your hair will get short. Oh. That's, just, that's a fact. Okay. I'm, I'm now thinking Storm. Well, it wasn't during his run, but it did get short. She she did get a I'm mohawk. I'm like... Uh, Sue Storm? It, Sue Storm. Hair got okay. short after he started. Lois right. Lane. Hair got short when he started doing Superman. All right. How about, uh, how about Jean Grey? Not really. She became remember. Phoenix and she then died. Phoenix. <laughs> and then died. Her hair. Well, that's a different kind of uh, short hair, I guess. Yeah. And by the time she became Phoenix, she'll be rising. I don't know. <laughs> she did rise. Then they brought Phoenix back and said, uh, you know how she died? She didn't die. She was actually lying on the bottom of the ocean. And uh, Phoenix was a different thing. So they pulled a, they pulled a uh, swamp thing, which was... Hey, you know that person you thought was the thing that was no, it was the thing just thought it was that person. Yeah, and the original person, the, no, it wasn't that at all. That was a fun twist, though, at the time. When that Swamp Thing. When it Alan was. Moore did that. That was yeah, it was fun. a good good twist. Yeah, I mean the fourteenth iteration of it, yawn. But uh, <laughs> at the time, we went, oh, this is really good. Yeah, <laughs> this is didn't expect that. This is interesting. He's just a plant. Yeah, so what do you do now that you know you're just a plant and your whole thing was, I want to become human again. You were never human. What? (laughs) The first thing he does is kill an old man. Just goes, I'm going to kill that guy. And go like, shit. Yeah, it was a guy who captured him Mm. and he thawed out and then uh, was told the information about like what he really was. Mm. And he was so mad mad that he killed that guy. And he got (sighs) locked in with that guy and then just like straight out murdered him. And uh, I was like, oh, he's, he's, gone, uh, he's gone bananas. <laughs> and uh, there you go. And then Swamp Thing would like kill people after that. Does Ellen Moore still, still write comics or is he just purely like a I a, think a he has quit writing comics 25 times. Okay. <laughs> I know he just did a maestro or master class, whichever one of the two they were. I've got both. Yeah. Uh, and did talk about writing comics. Okay. In, in that. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm not sure. Hmm. I mean, because the other times he did, he went back to it. So I don't necessarily believe him. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean. It's a good class. It's a good. Is it a good, yeah, is it's, a good it's class? It's fun. Yeah. It's a good, fun class. Well, that's good. That's good. I can send you the PDF uh, notebook. If you like, I visited. I didn't know I was visiting it, but I went to a comic shop in in uh, now I can't remember the name of the, the town in England where I've gone many times. Bluffers on Nutters, where he lives anyway oh, okay. in England. It's near. It's like the major town near where Lisa's aunt and uncle live in ah. in uh, England, and so we've gone there several times. But anyways, we went to Shropshire on Moss. It's Shropshire on Moss. You got it. Thank you. And so we went. We went to this comic shop. Just because I saw it was a comic shop, and I said, "Well, let's just go in here and look mm-hmm. around." And we went in there, and I looked around, and then the guy was talking. And then I, I guess he heard our accent or whatever, and he was talking to us. And then said, "Get out!" He said, "Get out!" When <laughs> Canadians get out of here, uh, no, he said it was Ellen Moore's comic shop. Like Ellen Moore would go there and get his comics. Ah, uh-huh. she didn't come that day, unfortunately, but that would have been kind of neat. And he was still reading comics. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah, he still enjoys comics, I guess. Oh. I didn't ask which comics he enjoyed. It's very sweet. Yeah. It was kind of, uh, seemed kind of interesting. The guy was very proud that he came, went there. I'm trying to remember the name of the town, but it will not go on, come into my head. <laughs> Sorry. Did you say, give me the same comics that he no, ordered? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No. I didn't buy any comics there. Because it's, you know, it's 
But it, you think it was all little Lulu? It's all he reads is little Lulu. <laughs> His little Lulu, she kills a guy because she finds out that she's not actually little Lulu, but just a just a, a doll that thinks she's a girl. Ooh, yeah. I was thinking the creepy thing would be if he went in and just bought the same comics every week, the same <laughs> little Lulu issues That's every right. week. Yeah, and it's like, but Mr. Moore, you you have these already. Yeah, it's like I'll tell you when I'll have these already, <laughs> and he just buys them again. Yeah, you'd think that he wouldn't really be that interested in comics, but apparently. He just bought Judge Dredd. He just bought 2080 every bi-weekly. Is that what it comes out? I don't know. Does it still come out? Yep. All right. It's still a thing. Because we were we met uh, Dan Cornwell when we were in in Brussels, right? Or in, well, in Ghent, in Belgium, and he drew uh, he draws uh, Judge Dredd for 2080. Okay. And is it still? Well, you don't know. Why am I asking you? Yeah, don't ask me. But, but is um, it still what linear? As in, is all part of the same story because that used to surprise me. Was when I would read Judge Dredd and yeah. they'd refer to like an old Judge Dredd story <laughs> from like thirty years ago where mm-hmm. like he blew up Russia okay. or something because he did he nuked Russia at one point all I right. believe all right um, and because uh, it was this thing of like you know Russia sent a nuclear missile to you know America yeah uh, but you know so should we nuke Russia I mean. What good would it do? And it's like, <laughs> man, I'm going to do it. And so he did, did it and like blew it up. Um, I imagine if there was a continuity that, like all continuities in comics, it's very, very confusing. Right. Like Judge Death keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. But I think if a cop dies, they stay dead. I think it's basically good guys stay dead, bad guys come back. Oh, really? Yeah, I think If you so. get killed by Judge Death? Judge well, just, no, or I think, just, or just in general, in general, you know, in if general, like if Judge Death kills so and so, so and so, then that yeah. that cop stays dead; they don't sure. come back. Well, yeah, I guess there's a lot of kind of extra judges just to kind of they're kind of like the red yeah. shirts in Star Trek. You know, you need to have a few die just so you know, like if this could happen to Judge Dredd if we were insane and decided to kill off the main character of our com- of our magazine. But mm-hmm. no, they they just keep it ticking along. Were you a Judge Dredd fan at any point? I really liked it when I was. Teenagerish, you know, like. And what was, was, where would you access your Judge Dread from? Where? How would you? How would you well, see? Someone Judge was Dredd? reprinting it. Okay. I don't know who it was. Now I could look back in my comic book files. This is your Brian Bland type. Of... Well, he was more of a cover guy when I was okay. when I was reading it. I can't remember who I really liked a lot, but there was also like Strontium Dog was also part of that 2080. There was thing. Rogue something. I don't I remember say Rogue something. Rogue. I don't remember that. Hmm. But I remember like. You know, and then when Ellen Moore hit big here, mm-hmm. and then some companies were reprinting some of his 2080 work, like he did that, he did a kind of a takeoff of, I think it was a National Lampoon thing. Really? That, that, uh, of all, of all people, uh, Robert Altman made a movie of. What? And then Ellen, Ellen Moore kind of ripped it off. 77. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Ellen Moore kind of ripped it off for a series. I think he did, did with Ellen D- Davies. Remember Ellen Davies? He, oh, of course. He moved to, moved I love Ellen Davies. Yeah, I really like his style. It's yeah. very nice, very clean. Uh, his uh, Excalibur work is some of my favorite mm, work. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very clean style, very nice. And I don't know if, I don't think Dave Gibbons was a 2080 artist. I know he drew like Doctor Who stories. Okay. I have a couple of collections of his Doctor Who stuff that someone uh, found and sort of gave to me. I actually bought it from them, but anyway. One of those sort of things. Hey, I found some books you might like. Oh, really great. It's only $20. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll give you $20 for them. Be rude to say no now. Um, but uh, yeah, I think... Who's the editor, by the way, of 2000 AD? 
Who's the editor? Yeah, it's good trivia. Who's the editor of uh, 2000? Des Skinner. Nope. Ah. It's, uh, I'll give you the, uh, it's a three-word name. Is Skinner the publisher? Three-word name. And the, um, okay, I'll just, you know what, I'll give you the first two. Okay. It's Thrag. Oh, this is the made-up made yeah. name. I can't remember his name. Thrag the Mighty. Thrag the Mighty, okay. But no, Des Skinner is someone who's like an actual publisher, editorial sort of person there. I'm pretty sure. Give me a letter and I'll tell you uh, all the um, 2000 AD stories that... Uh, that, 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 that uh, what does that out. mean? What does that mean? Give well, me because, you know, there's like uh, a lot of different uh, okay, letter, titles. Letter D. Letter D? Yeah, D oh, for David. Thank you for asking. Okay. Uh, DR and Quinch. There's an Alan Moore one for you. DR and Quinch. Remember DR and Quinch? That's the one that was a takeoff of, of a National Lampoon. Two, oh, was two it? National Lampoon characters. Oh, I like yeah. that. That was fun. Yeah, that uh, was fun. Damnation Station. Okay. Dan Dare. Dan Dare was like a, that's a long time uh, comic from the 50s. There's Frank Bellamy was the original cartoonist in that. A really wonderful uh, artist. Dan, uh, Dandridge, like one word. Okay. Uh, Danzig's Inferno. Darkness. Is that, uh, Danzig's Inferno. Is that that Glenn Danzig, the, the singer? I'm going to shrug my shoulders and go, I don't know. Quasi Darkness director? Visible, Dash Decent, The Dead, Dead Eyes, Dead Lock, okay. The Dead Man. Dead meat, dead okay. men walking, okay. dead signal. By the way, if you want to sell a story to these guys, just put dead in the title, frankly. <laughs> uh, death planet, Defoe, detonator X, dynasty, like dynasty, but with dinosaurs, it okay, seems okay, like. Okay, sure. Disaster 1990. Do they wear uh, suit jackets with big uh, shoulder pads? In dynasty? Yeah. I think they do in disaster 1990, which is the next thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, download tales, droid life, dry run, and Durham Red. Bull That's Durham a Red. lot, right? For like one letter. So is that, is those are, are those characters or like, or like storylines, I should say? Are those storylines? Those are, ti- those are, what well, story, as you say, storylines. It's like DR and Quinch was. Yeah, yeah. A series. A se- oh, sorry. Yeah. A series. Na- the title a of a series. It. Yes. Series is a better way to so put that's it. So yeah. what, that's what's uh, yeah. in here. Yeah. So name one more letter and I'll give you one more. Because, oh, how about J? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, 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 let's see. Let's see. J, sure. I'll give, I'll give you some J's. Okay. Jack Point, so okay. the simping detective. Okay. Uh, Jager, mm. Janus Side Division. Okay. That's probably a spinoff of, uh, Judge Dredd. Mm. Um, a Joe Black adventure, Johnny Wu, the Journal of Luke Kirby, Judge Death, Judge Dread. Mm. You knew that one was coming. Yep. Judge Hershey, Judge Karen. <laughs> what about uh, Judge Anderson? Well, I'm sorry. My favorite. Which you would think would be in the side division one. Uh, Juliet November. Oh, side division, yeah, probably. And Junker. Yeah, neat. Yeah, there's a lot of stories since 77. <laughs> well, of course, they had their... I mean, uh, obviously, Judge Dredd is the flagship storyline, but then they always had, like, extra things in there because, yeah, like I say, Strontium Dog, and then they did one that was a takeoff of of an old science fiction series, The Stainless Steel Rat, I think it was called. Yeah, that's right. It was right. like a thief, kind of a... Th- yeah. It's sort of like a Lupin kind of storyline. Yeah. There was... A, they also absorbed uh, two similar magazines... And then took their stories into their own. Okay. Which were Tornado and Star-Lord. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then there was a rival one. And that was the one that ra- that originally ran... Stainless Steel. Um, v for Vengeance. But it was a different magazine from from England. And I can't remember what that one was called. But I have the original issues of that that ran the V for Vendetta stories. Because at that point, you're kind of looking for Alan Moore stuff. So Stainless Steel Rat was a novel first. Yes. Harry Harrison. That's Harry who Harrison, wrote them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 
I have a few of those at home. Futuristic con man, thief, and all around rascal. He's what that guy. What you can't even. What are you thinking? What are you get out of here, but it's, you? It's in you a knucklehead. It's in a science fiction universe. So it's sort of it's sort of interesting because the the capers are a little bit more elaborate. Yeah, because of you have to get space scamp. Yeah, you space scams. You have to get around. Ah. The, you have to get around the uh, the science fiction world of you know. So I don't remember it being like a time travel one, but that would be an interesting, confusingly complicated caper caper thing if you did a time travel caper story. Right, you get arrested, go to jail, and just go time served. What? <laughs> oh, I did my time. Oh my gosh! Oh, he had a time machine in there. Of course, he did his time. But oh. not not only that, you have the what was it? Just watching that I really enjoyed because of all the switching of. Oh, I can't think of it now. But anyway, I was just watching something recently where there's a lot of like. The way the story is told, it's telling you, it's revealing relationships as it goes, and so, and so the 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 um, allegiances and stuff keep kind of shifting. I'm sure it's a movie that I saw. I could probably look it up in Letterbox, but anyway, um, it was really kind of interesting. But I think if you added like a time travel thing to like a, a cape, like a kind of Ocean's Eleven kind of caper story, mm-hmm. you know, where you have to like, so not only do you have like, you know, people, you know, people from different opposing forces you know and people changing sides in those forces but also time being entering into it be very confusing i wouldn't even want to attempt it to be honest with you it just sounds horrible <laughs> i mean it sounds fun to read but not to write mm-hmm. you know i'm now thinking it'd be interesting to do a a story where you know you're constantly okay so you're setting it all up but you're having flashbacks that are like in the past and in the and and in the future and they're fairly a couple of days in the you know one month ago and the one month from now and and as the movie progresses the flashbacks get closer and closer to the present time so that by the end it is just one continuous timeline you've merged it all and you just go on from there that sounds like the kind of story that I'd hate to write because it's uh, very difficult. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounds like you, you go, well, that'd be fun to read, but oh, man. Let's leave that to some kind of plotting whiz who can really yeah. like. My advice for writing a time uh, travel story is always don't. <laughs> don't. Have yeah. You, you're traveling back from time, from the future and telling yourself don't. <laughs> this is a real pain in the ass. It sounds like it'd be fun to write. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's so much you can do. Yeah. So much you can keep track of in your fucking head and uh, do you think it depends on the kind of writer you are like maybe a person who's like a really likes to do like a big outline you know like before he starts writing just write you know just plant plots everything out sure you get yeah you get a nice cork board you get some index cards yeah. you go to town it seems like that's what i thought i thought oh this will be fun but the big problem with it <laughs> here's the big problem with a time travel story it's yeah. the same as the big problem with a magic story yeah any magic story it's just like you haven't got any problems. Yeah. You have something that will solve every one of your problems. Mm. So you've got to then find a problem that's greater than the thing that would solve all your problems. And that thing is bullshit. <laughs> and now your big problem is, how do I make this not sound like bullshit? Yeah. It's like, it's a set point in time. And you can't break a set point in time. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what makes a set point in time? Sure. This who, is the, set, who set that set point in time? This is the classic Doctor Who. Yeah. What? Out. It's a classic all the time travel yeah. bullshit. And it's yeah. the same thing with like magic. Mm. It's just like, you know, magic has a great price. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, every positive, you suffer the negative. It's like, well, one person's negative is a different than person's positive. Oh, well, I'm just saying you can't always solve everything. Why does Doctor Strange solve all the problems with a wave of his hand? In limitations. What limitations? I don't fucking know. No one knows. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, you go too far, and then Doramu uh, shoves his head into your reality and takes over. Okay, fine. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. You gotta you gotta solve that, and then and then now your story's bullshit, and it makes no sense. Mm. Yeah, magic and time travel. Blech. <laughs> that's your that's your review. Yeah. Okay. It would be a, a Doctor Who story where he went up against someone who was magic. Mm. Legit magic would be an interesting story because they both got. You know, no limits, but they've got fake limits. They kind like, of did it's that the with same... the toy maker, didn't they? In that last, in that last season of Doctor Who, yeah, Bird, he's kind season? of a Q type situation. Yeah, yeah, where he's sort of unlimited in his, it seems unlimited in his. But power. that's the same deal. But the problem with that is, honestly, like you know, I'm trying to remember that. Uh, like, I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a good episode because I just think it's like you say, it's a magical character. So what are your yeah, well, you get you, you get to handle this. You get some good scenes. You get him dancing around. It's like that's good, but so what? What's his flaw? What's his? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the hole in him? And why is he doing this? Yeah, I mean, there was a really good episode of uh, that was written by Paul Cornell of uh, Doctor Who, uh, but it is magic. Like that's the problem. It's like it's one where uh, like these scarecrows were coming to life. Okay, and, yeah, 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 you know, and uh, the Doctor had to give up his powers the and brood. Yeah, something. Yeah, and then it ends with like. And uh, I took you to the end of time, and yeah. I or the blood. You. Sorry, the blood. Yeah, and then one, they puts this little girl who isn't a little girl. She's you know as as old as the rest of them, but like <laughs> put her in a mirror, you know. So she's there in a mirror with her balloon, and like occasionally you can still see her. And it's like, look, that's clever, and it's a it's a good visual. <laughs> but what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. That the guy with time travel powers is putting a, a, a girl in a mirror and you can see her every so often. The What's that power. mean? That's nothing. It means it makes yeah. no sense. The next thing about like, you know, and then he puts like one of the main bad guys and dresses him up as a scarecrow. Mm. And now he's on a field for the rest of his life. Like nothing's ever going to happen. To that scarecrow. No one's ever going to move that scarecrow. And go, oh, it's a dude. <laughs> They're not going to develop that area. I mean, it's a good, it's a it's a good last scene in a show, yeah. and you go, ah, yes, ah, yes. The doctor sometimes <laughs> can't be cruel, and just bananas. It make no lick of sense. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good two parter, though. To be, it was a really honest. good two parter. That was good. Like, and then what did he do? I put them all in the fridge, and I kept it in the TARDIS because you know what the fuck does it matter? The end. That was a Martha Martha one. Yep, and it had Martha um, Martha Martha Jessa, Jessica Hines. Jessica Hines was in it. That's right. another name now, and I forgot her name now. And it had that young kid who was in like uh, about a boy and yes, and whatever else. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, the about a boy boy, about a boy boy, and Pete plays in Peter Pan and yeah, and in that movie that no one likes anymore. I think he's isn't he Lex Luthor now? Is he Lex Luthor I now? Think he, I think he's Lex Luthor. Hmm. Okay. Was he? He was in the. Uh, are, are we talking about the same person? Is he the Beast in uh, X Men? No, that's uh, not him. That's a different okay. actor. The one I'm talking about, I can't remember his name. Sorry, but he's also in uh, that one. I love actually. He plays the 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 boy who plays the drums in, in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those people who are like older than the, way older than they look because he's just got this kind of very fresh, right, fresh face. He's done something recently that uh, I know. But you're thinking up. of. Another actor. Who is going to be the new Lex Luthor. He's going to be the new Lex Luthor. Yeah, okay. the guy who played uh, Hank Pym and who was just in Ren- Renfield. Yeah, so he's uh, in Renfield. He's, uh, he's, in Mad- he's in Fury Road. He's in, yeah, uh, he's in all the things. He was, going to be in, uh, he was going to be in Dead Reckoning, but then they recast his, his part. All right. So 
Let's just do this. So there's a the kid. Oh damn, they got all their like fucking names. <laughs> there's a lot of characters in this. In Love Actually? Oh, so many freaking Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's too many people that are in this movie. Oh, cast. Just give me the cast. Yeah. Oh, it that doesn't help me that like Peter Jamie Joe. <laughs> None of that helps. <laughs> Do you have any idea what the kid's name is? Well, I don't know. You're looking it up. Do you have any idea what the what <laughs> Liam Neeson's name is in this? Dad? <laughs> Boy, that would be great if his name was Dad. <laughs> Daniel. Okay, so Daniel. Jesus, that doesn't help me at all. Okay, I'm going to go back, and now I'm going to look here. <laughs> David and Nathy, Harry, Camilla, Jamie, and all. Oh, good God. Okay, I'm, I'm, we're going to do this. I'm going to. Oh, Daniel, Sam, Joanne, and Carol. Okay, Sam. So there you go. So Sam, Sam. Think the kid's name is Sam. I'm saying it's Sam. Yes, yeah, Sam. That's absolutely right. Okay, so we're going back down. We're finding <laughs> Sam Thomas Sang Sanger. Sangster. Sangster. Right. Yeah. So he's a, he's now the Artful Dodger. Yes, that's, that's right. He's in the Artful Dodger. There you go. There okay, you go. Thanks. Oh, we've solved it, everyone. Oh, oh I world did peace is only recently. only minutes away after oh, this. Oh my God, he was a Nanny McPhee. <laughs> was he a Nanny McPhee? Yeah, oh. that's right. Huh. Yeah. I saw that in the theater. And, and though he's not Lex Luthor, he was in the film uh, Death of a Superhero. Death uh, of a Salesman. Which, which was uh, an Irish film that had nothing to do with oh, okay. any of that stuff. <laughs> none of that None of that business. Yeah, he's all fine. He was also in the Maze Runner, uh, The Death Cure, mm. and The Scorch Trials, yes. and The Maze Runner. I saw him in that, yes. What's your favorite? Was it uh, Maze Runner, or Scorch Trials, or Death Cure? <laughs> I... It would have to, I guess, have to be the first one because I don't think I think I only saw the middle from the middle to the end of the last one. This is the kind of thing I like doing sometimes. Is like I wish I was a crazy millionaire so I could walk around with a thousand dollars and just go up to a hundred people and just go thousand dollars. What's the plot of the Death Cure? <laughs> it was a fairly successful movie. It was. It, a lot of people saw it. Yeah. Maybe you saw it and you don't remember seeing it. I did see it. Yeah, great. What's the plot uh, of it for one thousand dollars? <laughs> only saw half. Why don't you, of it. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Why don't you name me one of the characters from the Maze Runner? That's a good... That's, can I name an actor from it? No. Oh. Uh, no, I'd like a character name, please. <laughs> that's not Thomas Thanks. No, it's fine. You know, just any character name from the Maze Runner. The Maze Runner. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I can tell you. I can tell you. This is something that I uh, do a lot... I, I see a lot but of... Remember movies. when Dylan O'Brien mm-hmm. of Teen Wolf was injured during, during Scorch Trials? Remember he fell off a car while they were doing some sort of high speed I don't thing? remember that at all, but okay, go Spent ahead. Spent some time in the hospital. Okay. Yeah, that's the truth. That's all I remember about that. I never saw the middle one. I saw the first one. And it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's fine. Movie. So much so that like you remember one character's name. <laughs> I remember <laughs> one actor's name. I don't remember. No, no, I don't need actors. I just need to, you but, watched a movie. But also that, uh, shoot, man, I'm so terrible at names now. There's another actor in it that, that you would know. Okay, what is the plot of the Maze Runner? Well, the idea of the Maze Runner is there's a bunch of kids that are this mysteriously in this world that that uh they can't escape from okay and the maze is like it's this as i remember it the maze kind of opens at intervals and they're able to go in there and try to like find out what's happening but they Mm -hmm. can't but but what's the reality is is they're like part of some sort of experiment to develop a cure for some some sort of disease okay and that's what. So they're the rats in the maze. They're the rats in the maze, basically. Yes. And so that, so that's what the third one is about, because this disease is now they've escaped from the. I guess during the scorch trials, when they escape from the 
They must escape at the end of the first film. And the Scottish Trials are doing something or other. Okay. And in the third one, they're trying to like get to the center where the cure is supposed to be. Uh, because there's like a kind of like a zombie plague happening. And and they're trying to get there. And one of, But one of the other actors is... Um, He's in. He's also in a lot of stuff like We're the Millers, and he was in uh, that Bandersnatch episode of Black Mirror. Okay. And if he's, he has strange eyebrows, so if you if you saw if you know that actor, British actor who has some crazy eyebrows, then you know who I'm talking about. Okay. I don't know his name though. I'm sorry. I can only go by by slightly insulting descriptions and some of the movies that he's been in. Sure. But he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Were you saying that uh, he was in? Um what what was he saying? Boy, boy, that he was in this? Uh, about a boy. I thought he was in About a Boy. Maybe he's not. Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm getting no, mixed he up. Is in a, he is in a movie with the, with the, with the name uh, Boy in it, though. Okay. And he played Paul McCartney in that movie. Oh, Nowhere Boy. That's right. With uh, <laughs> the boy, the, the, the actor who's possibly up for James <laughs> Bond now, who plays John Lennon in that film. Uh, Aaron Johnson? Aaron Taylor Johnson, yeah. All right. Aaron Johnson at that time, but he married the director of that film. And now he's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. Well, let's go back to our friend uh, Thomas Brody Sanger, who we're talking about. Is it Sanger? I don't know. Not Sangster. S- Sangster, yeah. So I thought. Fine. All right. So uh, here's my question for you about that. Okay. Uh, what Star Wars movie is he in? What Star Wars movie is he in? Yeah. He was in the most recent trilogy. He was in one of the movies. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to say the last one. Uh, I'm going to tell you it was the first one. It was uh, Force Awakens. He played Petty Officer Thanison. Huh. Yeah. Huh. There's some trivia that doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess they fill out the ranks with the British actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if you came up to me yeah. and said to me, uh, Ian, you Ian. saw the third of those, the trilogy, right? And I went like, you mean the most recent trilogy? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's a thousand dollars. Why don't you tell me? Yeah. Uh, aside, aside from, uh, you know, and I was going to say Snape's back alive again, but that's not right. Yeah. Sidious. Is that right? No. Palpatine. Palpatine is alive. It's the yeah. same, same guy though, right? Yes. Same Sidious is, uh. No. Well, is maybe, but I thought Darth Sidious was, Darth Sidious is like a legendary figure from the past, the Sith past. But isn't it the same person? I don't, don't know. Palpatine and Sidious. Are they the same? I think they are. He's talking about himself and he's talking about... For $1,000, tell me. <laughs> yes. Is, Star, is Star Sidious and, and, and Palpatine the same? Well, you're saying... It, and is it also the Emperor? Yes. I also the Emperor. I know that. I know the Emperor part of it. Okay. But, but it feels to me like he's telling Hayden Christensen, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker, in right. the film about their Sidious finding a, a cure for death. But he, unless he's referring to himself in the Which third he could person, be because he did. Did he find? Well, he did. That's true. That's whole, out, oh, that's the plot. Here's a thousand dollars. But if, if well I, deserved. But yeah, if I was to ask you, then yeah. like you know, uh, you know, uh, what uh, was the other guy? Uh, he was, uh, you know, uh, bad bad guy Jack, whatever that guy is. Uh, the 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 good actor, the good actor, the thick man, big big shoulders. Uh, guy <laughs> from, Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren. Okay. Uh, what his journey is in that movie. The last movie. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you at the end that he's like... Oh, well, it good. starts off, he's in a forest. Oh, okay. Looking, he's looking for something. Okay. And then he's then he gets in touch with uh, with uh, Ray. Okay. Because they're able to communicate, you know, via, I don't know, iPhone. They have like a iTalk or whatever. 
Right. They can do force, face, face-to-face force stuff. Force talk. Yeah, force talk. And then he uh, chases after her because he's looking for he's looking for the thing that she's looking for, whatever it's called, the mm-hmm. MacGuffin. And of course, she goes to that place where she uses a, a knife as a ruler and is able to do some sort of surveying. Darth of Sidious rep- is uh, Emperor Palpatine. They're the same. Yeah. He's referring himself in the third person. That's that's not good. That's weird. Yeah. That's a little weird. David doesn't like that. So I'm saying to you right now. Okay. David I'm, does not like that. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to give you some weird trivia on this afterwards. <laughs> okay. And then so then they meet up there and they have a bit of a fight. Mhm. And then I don't know what she leaves or something? Cuz then he like has a talk with his dead dad. Right. Dad shows up. Dad shows up and they have a talk. And it says, uh, "How's it going?" And then <laughs> Real casual. Then later, real casual force yeah. ghost shows up real easy. <laughs> Used to be in the old days, it seemed like it was a bit of a struggle, and now it's just I don't like, know, hey, it? what's it up? It seems like they're having a good time around the center yeah. near that log at the uh, on the on the Ewok planet or yeah. moon or whatever it was, the moon of what it was called. Yeah, that was one thing. I, yeah, I really like that, which is, you know, strike me down and I'll come back more powerful than you can imagine, but not powerful enough that I don't need a little rest on this old uh, log. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take, a, take a weight off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Luke. <laughs> so uh then he shows up at emperor at emperor palpatine's pad okay and uh and then we finally see the those fighters that everyone was talking about for a long time and then they, they do nothing because he just kills them all and then he sacrifices himself for ray right and you're like oh and, uh, but he teleports uh sad they teleport like a lightsaber from one hand to the other he does a little magic trick mm. where he puts his hand behind his back and it's like he's got nothing yeah and then she like thinks hard and then they, uh, then all of a sudden the, the lightsaber's in his hand. Okay. Like, eh? ah. And they're like, oh, that's, I guess that's a good trick. <laughs> so, so then. You know, we all have lightsabers yeah. too. Well, Palpatine, <laughs> Palpatine didn't check his sleeves. Right. But anyway, so he, uh, he sacrificed himself and you're like, oh, this is sad. What a tragedy. Boo hoo hoo. And then she brings him back to life. And then you're like, oh, why, why did I waste all those feelings on this? It's stupid. Right. And then, and then goes, buries a lightsaber. And then someone's like, who are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm Ray. Ray who? And then she goes, what do you mean Ray who? There's a lot of one-named <laughs> people around here. Why do you say Yoda who? You go uh, Chewbacca who? Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what the fuck is that? Also, why are you asking me my second name? That's a weird fucking thing to do. It's like, not, yeah. you know. Yeah. Are you, what are you, what are you, the Karen of the desert? Well. What the fuck? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I robbing the empty fucking house in the desert? Fuck you. Yeah. I just buried a Boy, lightsaber. I'll take your damn head off. Boy, she's defensive. Yeah. Well, this, I'll just let me say that earlier in the film, there's forced talk. At the end of the film, there's forced talk. So Ah. Yes. Nice. Because that is one forced ending of a movie, let me tell you. All right. So here's a game we're going to play. A game? Called, uh, called Job Interview. Job Interview? Yeah. Okay. It's a game called Job Interview. I like it's it. It's fun. Sure. Now you are... I'm a, I'm a person applying for a job? Yeah, you're a you're a person applying for a job. You're Sheev Sheev Palpatine. Okay. Sheev Palpatine, which is his full name. Okay, his real name is Sheev <laughs> Palpatine. But never at any point goes, "Hey, please call me Sheev." Pal- Mr. Palpatine is my is my father's name. Call me Sheev. Okay, so you're Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the job interview guy. Yeah. Okay, so just answer honestly. Sure. Right. Sure. Oh, thanks for coming in. I was looking at your. Wrist. I, don't, I don't have to do an impersonation of him, do I? Because I, I no, you don't I have can't. to. Okay. No, that's okay. All right. You're still Sheev. I'm just Sheev. Okay. Uh, so oh, hi. how's it going? Uh, very good. Uh, the one uh, our fax machine is busted. Oh and no! And I didn't get uh, your one second. One, two, three, four, 
five jobs that you've done. Oh, in, my five jobs the, that I've done? In, 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 you didn't in, hear about my time as a Senate? Senate as oh, a, wait a second. A, a senator of... Uh, uh, that's one of your jobs, yeah? Yeah. yeah I want to hear all five. <laughs> senator of where? Where were you a senator? A senator of oh, of a planet, you mean? That was yeah, a you're a senator, senator of a planet, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you remember because you were the senator of the planet. Senator of that planet, yeah. you're right. Uh, senator of... Oh, was you it? were the senator of the planet that Jar Jar is from, right? I was. Yeah, which what planet? Is that? I was. Was it Naboo? Yeah, that's right. You're saying oh, okay. Naboo. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. So, uh, what? Any other jobs that you? Uh, oh that well, had? I mean, I don't want to boast, but if, you know, I was a, a, a Sith. Oh, you were the Dark Lord of the Sith. That's I was the Dark Lord of the Sith for quite a while. Two jobs, you've yeah, had. yeah. Fantastic. And it's kind of a. I don't want to say my name was was weird, but it was kind of like I was sort of evil. Uh huh. But I was missing the in. Oh. I was just called Sidious. Is what I'm saying. All right. Maybe they didn't want to step on the uh, movie, movie, uh, the other that other set of series of movies foot. All right, but I can still call you Sheev because <laughs> we put Sheev on your button. Yeah. In case yeah. you get the job. <laughs> All right. So there's three other jobs. You so had there's after a, that. is there a uniform in this job? Yeah, and it's oh got- that's good because I always I always wear a uniform in my all the jobs that I've done. Right. I've named two of them so far, but you said I had five of them, of course. Yeah. So uh, for the Galactic Republic, yeah. you had this job. Uh, what was that job? For, for the, the Galactic Gal- Republic? Yeah, when you're Galactic Republic. Oh, were- so I, I, you mean I was uh, promoted from just being senator. I became president of the uh, Republic. Galactic Republic. Yeah, became yeah, you president. Were pre- well, I mean, you know, you were in charge. Oh, you were so in charge. I was so in charge. Yeah. Yeah, so I was... You were the supreme something of the Galactic Republic. What oh. was that again? <laughs> supreme. <laughs> uh, was I the... Uh, Supreme team of the... No, um, was I the uh, supreme... Um... It says here, by the way, your uh, favorite band is ABBA. And your favorite song is uh, Take a Something on Me. <laughs> yeah. Take a Dump on Me? No, that's not <laughs> No, you're take thinking a... of Trump. Uh, this is Take a Chance on Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That might be a clue. Yeah. What was, what was your job? Supreme Chancellor. Oh, that's of nice. The, uh... Good job. Okay. <laughs> the I mean, of course, what you're both best known for. I'm best known as the Emperor. Yeah, there you are. You know, Emperor. that's obvious. Emperor yeah. of what? Emperor of the, uh, <laughs> the Galactic Empire? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. And of course, most recently. Most recently? Most recently, your job was yeah. your mastermind. Yeah, I was uh, mastermind. Behind the entire. Uh, thing most yeah. recent job. Yeah, that was my most recent job. Was, was what? What were you again? What was your job? <laughs> was it was supreme? Was I something supreme again, or was I? No, uh, no, no. You no, just was the mastermind. You just okay. went because mas- you were behind the scenes. You didn't have an, yeah, official, I didn't title. Have an official title. You were in a cave. That's true, actually. You know what? And I. But what was the organization I don't like, you were behind? Running. I don't, oh, I was running. I was running an organization. Was I? Well, yeah. Was it the? Uh, the they were the bad guys for the whole last three movies. <laughs> You know that that you were in charge of. So I got to remember the fact that there was like a, a new bad guys for all three of those movies. <laughs> remember the bad guys? I, well, who were know, they? I don't want to. Who are the bad guys hey, again? What are their names? Listen, they said it so many times. <laughs> Probably twenty times a movie. Yeah, yeah. You know the bad guys. Sure. Wasn't the Empire anymore? Yeah, it wasn't the New Republic. It was no, the. No, of course not. That'd be silly. No, it was the. Um, what did what did we call ourselves? Yeah, uh, what you called yourselves? Remember? You know, the last what? three movies. And here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, I don't, I'm not much, much for bragging, you know, and these aren't names that I give myself. These are names that others have given me. So sometimes right. it's hard for me to you remember. You didn't call them. yourself Sheev. <laughs> well, no, that was a name that was given to me. I just grew up with that right. name. And to be honest with you, it's pretty common where I come from, Sheev. Oh, is that right? You seem to find it amusing. No, no, I just think. But like, it's a name. It's nothing n- up my Sheev. Yeah, yeah. It's a name that's, uh, you know, no, no less well known than, than Lingo. 
you know, which is another very common name on my planet, you know, like my uncle Lingo Palpatine. I don't know mm. if you've heard of him. Anyway, so uh, what I what what I was was the uh, dark lord behind the uh, mastermind. You called yourself, but okay. <laughs> yeah, others have called me that. Sure, you know. sure. Dark lord behind the the bad guys. Yeah, the for all three movies, <laughs> Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last Jedi. Sure. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. They yeah. were all fighting this organization mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you were in charge of. <laughs> Secretly. Yeah, and you watched all Secretly three movies. Secretly in charge of. I you didn't spent watch... at least six hours watching movies <laughs> about this organization. Yeah, I did. Trying to take over the universe. Sure, sure. Yeah. You're, you're okay. right. You got me there. I sure do. <laughs> they, were, they were called the uh, the Empire. Mm-hmm. The New Empire. Mm. <laughs> Listen, you know something? I'm going to try and help you out here. Okay, thanks. I'm going to give you a little break. All right. But first, uh, I think we should uh, get some lunch. <laughs> okay, sure. So yeah. why don't we get some lunch? Yeah. What yeah. would you like to do? How, do? how should we get some lunch then? How should we get some lunch? Yeah, we... how should we get some lunch? You think we should order in? Oh, what was that? <laughs> was really... What should we do? Oh, were they called the New Order? The Order? It wasn't the band New Order. <laughs> we weren't doing oh, Blue Monday. Of... Oh, okay, not Blue Monday. <laughs> Darn it. No. Um... No, but... Uh, yeah, sure. Is that like the the third thing on our list we should do, or the second thing? Or... Oh, okay, the third order. No, New I order? said it was first the third. order. Oh, what was that? First order. So you're you're saying you were the, the mastermind behind the first order? Ah, that's lovely. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, well, Sheeve, uh, you know we're gonna look at uh, yeah. we're gonna look at a couple other people. We're also looking at Baron Karza from the Micronauts. <laughs> oh, great. wait a second! I have to fight against a guy who's part centaur. And yeah, and he fires can, a missile out of his chest. He can shoot his hand across the and room and shoot his hand. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I don't know if you can choke Is people, he... but he can. Yeah, and I'm not put together by magnets either. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're put together. Yeah. By. <laughs> I don't quite get Just... what the hell you are. <laughs> are you also Snope? <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Were you also Snope? No, no. Snope was a. Uh, Who the fuck was Snope? Snope was a kind of a. He was what you would call a uh, middleman, a kind of a stand. He was middle management. Okay. Yeah, a bit of a. You know, he cloned it in. Okay. Yeah. Was he? Did he look like that? Because he was a clone that was like not great, <laughs> or was he in a fight <laughs> that we never got to see? You know, it was. Uh, it took a while to cook, and sometimes. You overcook. Yeah, you overcook him. First bit. time with an Instapot, you don't get everything right. <laughs> you don't get everything right. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. Um, just before I go, so are, you're going to call me later and let me know about the job then. Oh, wait. Yes, what? What's a strand cast clone? A strand cast clone. Yeah. I think I think Snoke was a clone of you. W- well, let's, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because he didn't look like me. Okay. You know, I don't know if you've seen me. I'm a pretty handsome. I was a handsome man at one point. Before I decided to uh, electrocute a bunch of Jedi, I was quite a handsome, a handsome man. Uh, you know, Snope is a yeah. It's a, it's a, it's difficult to talk about Snope. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Who? All right. Here's a, here's a good question. Sure. We're at, we're out of our character bits now. Okay. Who played Snoke? Who played Sn- Snoke? Yeah. Who did the voice of Snoke? And played Snoke. Who oh, put on the makeup. Oh, it was uh, the guy who does it all the time. Yeah. Andy Circus. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Good for you. Yeah. You're clever. <laughs> you. Yeah, I can't remember the first order. Yeah. <laughs> Who's I, the Andy Circus character that annoys me the most? Thanks for asking. Okay. That would be Claw. I was going to say it was Claw. Because no claws. 
He doesn't have claws. He does not have claws. You're right. Uh, the name implies. He, he is the main villain in the comics mm. uh, of Black Panther. I see. Black Panther has claws. Yeah. Uh, and in the com- and in the movies, Black Panther has claws. Yeah. The villain, no claws. Yeah. Though his name is Claw. Yeah. At one point, Ultron tears off his arm. You're going to replace that arm with something. Mm. Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. No claws. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Maybe they thought it was too on the nose. Really? And they were fine with Dr. Otto Octavius. Yes. Getting octopus arms. Yeah. Well, no was, problem there That at wasn't all. Marvel, though. I'm talking about the Marvel. That people. wasn't Marvel? No. Like, the, is, does Claw in the comic have Claw? A Claw? No, he doesn't. Well, then they're just He's got, like, a little speaker. They're keeping... What? He's got, like, a little megaphone hand. Oh. Yeah. What's... Why is he called Claw? He's made of... You know, this is a fine question. Okay. But he's made of sound. I see. He is made of sound, and he can like make large sound things come out of his hand. I'll show you a picture of Claw. He sounds pretty lame. He's, he's a little lame. I have to say that I think maybe the movie character is an improvement on Claw. Oh, you're not wrong. Despite the fact that he has no claws, I I know that that, that bothers you. But it bothers me. His name is Claw. But I mean, they don't the move the the comic book character doesn't have Claw. Let's see. Does that bother you too? Oh, everything bothers me. <laughs> All right, let me show you. Let me show you Claw. Is he like Vibe? He's claw. He's like the evil vibe. Well, he's... Oh, I see what you're saying about vibe. But let's just look at Claw for a second. See, he's got a little speaker hand. Oh, and it's not a speaker hand. It's more like... Um, megaphone? Not a megaphone. It's like a uh, dish. Like a like a dish that can... Uh, I guess... It almost looks like a dish that you receive sound with. like that. Yeah, but that's not what happens. Yeah. Look at him shooting out little can shoot sound, out sound waves. waves from it, yeah. And, you know, uh, Black Panther has good hearing, so it's like, I guess, ow, I guess ow, it is like a, kind of like a bullhorn. Yeah. And uh, I guess my favorite claw story is yeah. uh, where he... I did f- ask this question, so it's... You did. You yeah. asked the question. Yeah. Uh, as you know, um, the Disco Dazzler... Allison yeah. Blair. Dazzler, yes. Disco Dazzler is her full name. Full name? She didn't go to disco school to be called just by <laughs> just called by her was first she, was name. Was her character a doctor? No. Oh, that would have been good. Dr. Disco? Dazzler. Dazzler? Yeah. Dr. Dazzler? Dr. Disco she Dazzler. Probably. Um, anyway, uh, her power is she absorbs sound mm. and can make light. Yeah. So while she's singing, she can absorb sound and then like make disco lights and it's nice. And then she could make like laser blasts she and mutant? stuff. Yes. Okay. She is a mutant, which is why she was hated and feared, and why her first appearance was in the X-Men comics. I thought because she played disco music. Yes, that was the other reason. Very racist time. And she had yeah. uh, roller skates uh, <laughs> that she constantly cool. wore. It wasn't pop-out heels, and now she can roller skate, I believe. Uh, I believe it was constant roller skates. R- rollies. Anyway. Uh, but uh, Claw, who is made of sound, yeah. attacked her. Oh. And she... Easy to defeat him. By? Absorbing his sound. Yeah. She so ate him. him. She ate him, basically. Oh, she cool. just absorbed him and like got too powerful. Oh no! She was so she went crazy. Well, almost. Uh. She was very, very powerful. So powerful yeah. that uh, when Galactus showed up, he went, "Hey, who, who, who's she?" And she was like, uh, "I, I'm uh, Dazzler." Like, "Huh? Oh, hey, what's going on?" Says Galactus. <laughs> okay. uh, do you want to be my herald? What? Uh, no, I'm good. Is it an improv reference? I don't. Well, uh, yeah, it was an improv. <laughs> and uh, and she says no. And it's like, okay. And then later on, there's a what if comic about, hey, what if she was? And it was like, yeah. So she would go planet to planet, spreading the word of disco mm. and like having the planet be absorbed. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Just like play Disco Inferno and then Galactus yeah, shows yeah. up and like burn, eats the baby, planet. Burn. Yeah. Disco, disco Inferno. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> nice. Yep. 
What a, what a storyline. So she became his herald. In the What If comic. In the What If comic. Yeah. I see. They just were constantly trying to give her some dignity because she can shoot kind of laser beams out of her fingers mm. and has uh, roller skates. Yeah, and it's called and the Disco Dazzler. So she's yeah. very ta- locked in a particular time. Her, bi- her big claim to fame was she was the first direct market Marvel comic. Yeah. So, like, you could only buy Dazzler number one in a comic book store. You couldn't buy it at your local 7-Eleven. And it was like, ooh, special. And so there wasn't that code, the barcode in the corner. It was just a picture of Spider-Man. I was like, this is special. That's right. I remember that. That was a difference, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And that was the difference between when you bought a comic at the, Mm -hmm. you know, comic book store at, uh, you know, your local uh, Max Milk. (laughs) Yes. In Canada. Max Milk. Yeah. Yes. Or Peretz. M-A-C apostrophe S, everyone. At Peretz in uh, Quebec where you would pick up your Pepsi and smokes mm. and then uh, join the FLQ. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so you're getting uh, smokes? Yeah. You're getting Pepsi? Yeah. Would you like to join the FLQ? Oh, how much is that? It's free. Mm. Uh, you like want to sign up? Work. Uh, it's a lot of work. I don't want to sign up today. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be around a long, long time. What's that? Oh, the cops are here? No, we're not. We're not going to be around for a long <laughs> time. Too long. Yeah. yeah. Three years at the most. But give me one of them sip sacks. Okay. There you go. They're very hard to use. Is that different than a Tetra Pack? Yes. It was like a little plastic bag of uh, juice oh. that you had to stab the plastic. It was like, you, you know, milk bags, right? Yep, yep. Okay. So a little version of that, but mm. full of uh, lemonade or orange drink. Or, uh, I believe, grape drink. Okay. And then you would take a sharpened um, straw. Yeah. And as a child, ram it as hard as you could into this thing. Yeah. Threw it, usually, into your little hand, <laughs> uh, which would then, of course, make it all leak everywhere and you're in a lot of pain. Oh, but, dear. yeah, the best bet was to uh, really whack it in there just halfway. Sure. And then you drink your uh, thing. And then yeah. you blow it up with a straw and you pop it behind your sister's head and scare her. <laughs> And your parents go, hey, stop it. <laughs> you didn't do that, though. You're just saying that could happen. I might have done it a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, what you normally do is you blow it up, and then you put it on the ground, and you jump on it. Oh. It's fun. Nice. Make a big exploding sound. Nice. Huh. It's because you're a child, and it's the 70s, and you're an asshole. And well, it's the 70s. all children are assholes. That was right, but I was like a 70s asshole. <laughs> this is a different kind of cruelty. Yeah, if you guys have seen uh, the Bad News Bears, you know, like, yeah. that level. Kids were monsters. <laughs> Fucking monsters back then. Apparently adults were too. So was True, like, but, you know, only to keep up with the kids. <laughs> Man, that's a good movie. You know, I just watched, a, I watched for the umpteenth time, A New Leaf last night. Oh, okay. Elaine May, uh, Walter Matthau. I like that movie a lot. Apparently, she she didn't want Walter Matthau to do the film. When when the studio assigned him to the movie, she was like, oh, I don't want Walter Matthau. And they said, oh, you don't understand. He's the reason the movie's being made. Mm -hmm. If we don't have Walter Matthau, you're not going to be able to make the movie. So she's like, oh, well, I do want Walter Matthau. But apparently... um, Because I'm very reasonable about this kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Apparently, Cary Grant uh, was interested in playing the role. Wow. But he wanted her to change the ending. He didn't want to go in the water at the end of the film. Okay. And so, uh, but you couldn't think of another ending. So she's like, well, okay, well, I guess I can't really use you for this. He is made of sugar. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. But it was like, it wasn't just in water like a pool. It was like an actual, like a a river water. So maybe he just didn't want to go do all the rough in it that that a movie entailed. I was just looking at what her last movie role was. 
Man, I must. Uh, last time I remember seeing her was in Small Time Crooks, which is a long time ago. Small Time Crooks was uh, 2000. Yeah. But she was in a movie in 2021. Oh. Called The Same Storm, and she played uh, Ruth Lipsman. Okay. But she was also in a TV show uh, that was one of my favorite TV shows uh, called The Good Fight in 2021. Okay. Where she played a uh, a real-life person that recently passed away. Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? That's right. She played Ruth Bader Ginsburg in two episodes oh. and was really good. Hmm. So good that I didn't know it was her and then later was told, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Elaine May. It's like, the fuck it's Elaine May? Oh, y- wow. <laughs> good for them. Yeah, she's good. I was watching a... I was, uh, TCM played a few. I haven't watched all the m- movies again, but they have Ishtar. They had Mick, uh, Nikki, Mikey and Nikki, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And then, um, not the Heartbreak Kid, but then the New Leaf or oh, a New yeah. Leaf. And, uh, and then they had a, like a little documentary. I guess it was originally like one of those American, whatever they're called, the American Masters or whatever, you know, yeah. the PBS series. Uh, they played that about M- Nichols and May. So I was watching a bit of that last night. That was that kind was, of interesting. That uh, was 2016 that came out. Yeah. Okay. And that was interesting because it had, one of the things I liked about it was it had a, like some, uh, you know, like some uh, cut, so like recording outtakes of them cracking up at their jokes, <laughs> which is fun because you, they seem very, they didn't, you know, they just seem very polished, you know, and they have that yeah. very intimate way of talking to each other, you know, it's just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then to hear them like, especially him, he's yeah. a real, he's a real, uh, he really cracked up at, at, at her jokes. So, uh, it's quite, it's quite, it's nice to listen to. It's nice to hear people that, you know, ah, we also enjoyed our humor. So, yeah. And they uh, had a bit where, it's um, a good, it's a good episode, by the way, of American Masters, that one. Mm. That's, and, uh, it was directed by her. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Um, there was, uh, there was a good bit in it where they were accepting something f- some sort of an uh, some sort of award ceremony, and they had an award for the uh, most. What was it like the most mo- compromising, most mediocre, most mediocre? Yeah, most mediocre. Uh, yeah. you know whatever. And he, he came down. He never had a note. He didn't take. <laughs> he didn't have a note. He didn't take. Yes, it was, uh, it was really good. Really good. Uh, yeah, that's that's fun. It's fun. But that A New Leaf is such a great film. I, you know, it's one of those movies that now you hear about it, but growing up. It was not a it was not a heralded film at all. Like no one talked about that movie. I just stumbled across it absolutely by chance, watching TV one night and just tuned in very early on. I probably missed like a, a little bit of the beginning of the film and just started watching it. And and uh, and he's so good in it. He is so good in it. Yeah, his facial expressions in that film are just endlessly priceless. Him just losing his money off the top is great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could be a short film on its own. The of just like the billion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See. Well, time time to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. I was going to explain this to you. There's another way. It's this money. It's, we run out of money. Um, and then the fact that he paid $550, uh, you know, so it just, just so I can have absolutely no feelings of guilt of the mess, the wreck you made of your, of your finances, you know. Yeah, that's really good. And then, uh, and she's really good in it too. Like, just, just great. Her whole, you know, does how quiet she is in it. And, and yeah, it just works. It's one of these films that you're like, where is this going? Where mm. could it go? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow. And, uh, I was just looking at how it did, uh, critically. It did very well. It did very well. Critically. It did very well commercially as well. Roger Ebert gave it four out of four stars. Mm. Yeah. That's probably in retrospect, but I don't know if he was a reviewer right. at the time. In- 1970-71 when it came out? I guess. These are good questions. Uh, he might have been. Yeah, no, the reviews Yeah, reviews are solid. 
on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 94%. It should. Yeah. Once again, I don't know if Rotten Tomatoes was around when the movie came out. But no, anyway, it, it, it was it, not. It did do well uh, critically and financially. I don't know if tomatoes were around when the... <laughs> uh, yes, his slow... And just the fact that... Oh, there's so many good scenes in it. His his uh, his proposal to her as the as his manservant listens in mm-hmm. is just so great. And then, uh, you know, meeting the household staff who are just all, all a bunch of con artists and, you know, and uh, Doris Roberts... You know, I guess later on in Heart to Heart, but at that time, you know, a great character, probably a Broadway actress and a good character actor. Uh, are they different, actor and actress? Anyway, the um, she's so good in it, just so good. Like assuming that he's in on this whole thing, you know, when 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 he first comes in and she's given a wink, like, yeah, you're you're in on this, right? Like we know how this works. Well, we're gonna have a little party for you, and we're all gonna continue on with this thing. And he's just like, nope, you're fired. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> And yeah, it starts learning like income tax and how to, or fi- household finances. And, you know, of course he is planning to poison her. Yeah. But also he's like making a, you know, making a. He's got his own weird morality. Yeah. He has his own morality. And he, you know, he's kind of the idea that she's being taken by, yeah. you know, by, by these people these and. Schmucks. Yeah. And just, and, you know, just cleans up her finances, takes care of her taxes. Although he does say at one point he's like, he's like, boy, this lawyer, her lawyer, who is obviously also a crook, you know, he did a really good job with her finances. He tells the manservant at one point in the film. <laughs> which I like that. I just, and, uh, and I just love at the end of the movie. Sorry if you haven't seen this film. It's, it's so worth watching. But at the end of the film, when he, he just, you know, she's drowning. She can't swim. She, they, their boat is capsized and he, he makes it ashore because he can swim because he was a member of the racket club. And, uh, you know, he, he's safely to shore and then he's his plan of course is just to let her drown at this point you know and then he can just have the money and not have to put up with her this person he calls a barbarian and a neanderthal throughout the film and then he just can't help it he loves her against against everything that he thinks of himself as he loves her and he has to rescue her and brings her back and you know then she's like you know you're going to you know henry it'll be great if you you know, it'd be so great if you, you know, work at the same university as me and we can, you can teach history and I'll teach botany. And, and he's just like, wouldn't that be great? You know, and he's like, I guess I'll have to do it. He just, against his will. He's just, you know, <laughs> but then he, when she, then he goes like, so you mean, you mean I'll have to be, you know, have to go every day, teach history with you at school and in midterm we'll mark tests together? She goes, yeah, I guess that sounds nice. You know, he's just like yeah. so, he just sort of realizes, oh, I, I love this person against my better judgment. I just love who this person is. And that's the end of the movie. And you're like, ah, that's how you make a romantic comedy. So was that the original ending or was it a darker Apparently there was a darker ending. There was like a, a it was an hour longer originally. Mm-hmm. And the studio did not like the cut, her cut for the film. And they changed, they basically ended the film at that moment. And... And they were right. In my opinion, they were right. Yeah, you like, don't want to say that, but... Uh, I've never seen her cut, obviously. Yeah. But I have a feeling that if I did, I'd be kind of like, oh, that took it down too dark a path, I think. Like, too... Yeah. Like, I think Mikey and Nikki, it's still a good movie, but it is it is a little too dark. And it kind of... It just kind of gets kind of sour feeling. And I I think that this movie, just ending when it did, you know, and they... Uh, they the studio fixed it. What do you think of Heartbreak Kid? I think that's a very good movie as well. But once again, it's kind of a dark film. Yeah. You know, and you're... It ends very European. It does end very European. It has a kind of Peter DeVries feeling to me, which is his... It's on YouTube, by the way, if you want to see it. It's on mm, his... In Peter DeVries novels, his, his characters are always searching, but never happy. Mm. So there's never a stopping point in their lives. 
you know they're going to move on eventually. And that's the same way you feel about, about Charles Grodin's character as well. Like, he'll never be happy where he is. He'll only, he'll only keep self-destructing. I find, okay, this is my theory as to why that's so true for a lot of, you know, art house movies, mm. is uh, because the, uh, the artist is constantly, like, observing, uh, you know, uh, things. And uh, it's, it's, the whole thing about them is they observe and then they report. They observe and they report. Yeah. Uh, because they uh, can never stop, because there's no stopping on any of that, yeah. uh, their characters don't either. <laughs> so, you know, they're never allowed the happiness of, ah. Oh, well, isn't this nice? Mm-hmm. Let's relax, and there we go, and we're going to enjoy that. You never get that. It's just like it's constantly, the hunger is always still there. They're never fed. They're never fully sated. And so we don't, they can't have a happy ending. Their characters are but like they end the film hungry. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's the same thing I think with Heartbreak Kid is like, he thinks this is going to be it, but it's not. No, and like, not, you know, yeah. yeah, you're just as hungry as you were when you started. <laughs> no, and Grodin is so good in that film. So good in that, that role. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I plan to watch the other two films. I know you're not a fan of Ishtar, but it's a, it's, it's been right. a while since I watched. I mean, I thought in the theater, uh, you know, when and that was the out. one time you've seen. That's it. one time I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I, thought, I mean, not great, but I thought it was really fun. I mean, the, I feel the, like at the end of it, I wanted to turn to people and just go, "Technically fine." <laughs> I mean, that's an ending. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, obviously, some really good scenes. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, it's one of those things where you feel like she had trouble editing herself and maybe didn't realize her strengths. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the studio stepped in with a new leaf and said, let's play to your strengths. You know, let's make this movie like this. And this will, this is like you at your best. Mm-hmm. And Ishtar is kind of the same where the best part of the film is the beginning of the movie. Like yes. Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman. The suicide attempt on the building. Yeah, it's fantastic. Him, and then their characters, Dustin Hoffman being the ladies' yep. man, Warren Beatty being the, the milk toast. Uh, you know, their, 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 their terrible music, their, their failures as in their relationships, their failure, their career, their way of, their way of, you know, of their excuses of themselves for all this. That is great. It's all fantastic. But obviously to, 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 um, to Elaine May, that was just a setup to what was going to be like a, a Hope Crosby road comedy kind of film, like a, a parody of that kind of movie or a, a spoof on it or even just a riff on it, you know, because it's not really like a spoof. It's really kind of carries on in, in the same tradition of the, of the road films, you know, that kind of nonsensical movie. And, you know, if you enjoy the road films, if you enjoy Hope yeah. Crosby films, you're going to enjoy all yeah, of Ishtar because yeah. it's going to be that and you're going to enjoy that, you know, and, and I'm a fan of those films. So I also enjoy that. But I would agree with anyone who says the best part of the movie is the beginning. And if she had just made an entire movie about Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty in New York, trying to get their career off, off the ground and went, went to town with that, it would be a great film as well, you know, but she obviously had a different thing in mind. She set it up. She got them, she got them to Ishtar yeah. or Egypt. You know, she got them into the into the Africa and just went from there and had had, had painted the sand or whatever I'm she did. I'm trying to remember. I think it might have been uh, like a Mission Impossible and then Indiana Jones. I watched like two movies in a row where it was that kind of like back backdrop and car chase. Sorry, Oops. and car chase scenes. So the third Indiana Jones, I guess? Uh, no, the fifth Indiana Jones. The most recent one. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you watched them around the same time. No, so. no, no. I'm talking about, okay. like, sorry, I recently, like this year. Mm. Like, I watched a mission. Well, because you watched Ishtar this year for the first yeah. time this year? No, 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 no. Okay. 
watched Mission Impossible this yeah. year. Yeah. And then shortly afterwards, I watched the new Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. And when I watched both of those, yeah. they had very similar uh, car chase scenes in cramped kind of spaces and exotic locales. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like with Ishtar, that was the comedy version of that, which yeah, is like, okay. you know... This is just crazy. Look at it. It's like markets and barrels and stuff, right? That's interesting. I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's no, fine, good. but I don't think it's as interesting as you think it is. Yeah. And okay. I felt the same way with both of these movies recently as well. Okay. I was like, yeah, I've been here before. Mm. It feels like this feels like the Tintin movie as well. It feels like, yeah, it's just like yes. it's the exotic location and yeah. a lot of stuff's going on and no one's going to get run over. Of course. Even though it's cramped streets. In those other films, they, the, the entire town isn't destroyed during a chase sequence. Yeah. <laughs> that Tintin one is, if you want to like, kind of like, if you find Tintin's history as a character of colonialism hard to, to deal with, you're really not going to enjoy him destroying an entire city, <laughs> chasing after a note. <laughs> but anyway. Here's, uh, is it okay if I tangent from this to uh, another Elaine May thing? Okay. All right. And we have gone through this piece of trivia before. Okay. Uh, but see if you remember it. All right. All right. Uh, so anyway, she co-wrote a screenplay with Terry Jones, which was? With Terry Jones? Yep. From Monty Python. I'll give you a big a big hint if you want to have, if you if you want. Okay, to. was so no Terry Jones. We did talk about this too, didn't we? We did, and it was a surprise to you at the time. It wasn't Wind in the Willows. Nope, it was directed by Jim Henson. This film. Oh, it was directed by Jim Henson. Oh, oh. She yeah, she wrote uh, big chunks of the screenplay with uh, Terry Jones. What film was it? It was Labyrinth. That's right. And that's weird. Which it, now here's extra weird. Uh, the story that it's based Here's on. Here's something else weird. I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's worth uh, worth a watch. Okay. It is worth a watch. It's got Muppets in it. It's got a sure. lot I've never, of... I've never seen Dark Crystal and I've never seen... Okay, Robert. well, Dark Crystal is a very different beast. <laughs> sure. Dark, Dark Crystal is... Okay, dark. Jesus. All right, fine. Okay, <laughs> we get it. The crystal's down. dark. God damn it. Okay, and then you watch the Netflix one. And Good God, is everyone okay? <laughs> How's everyone doing? Are you all right? Does someone need a hug? Jesus <laughs> Lord, this is very light. This movie, it's well, okay. it's it, you know, and a lot of fun Muppets. Sure, you like a bunch of Muppets, and David Bowie is fun, and he's having a good time. Yeah. Um, but here's the weird bit. Okay. So the screenplay, Terry Jones, Elaine May. Yeah. The story that it's based on is Jim Jim Henson. Okay. And uh, Dennis Lee. Dennis Lee. Does that name ring a bell? No. Dennis Lee is a Canadian poet who wrote the book Alligator Pie. Oh, what a strange... Isn't that strange? That's odd, too. Yeah. Jim Henson I, called him up and said, hey, do you want to do, do some work together? Yeah. Alligator Pie, Alligator Pie, if I don't get some, I think I'm going to die. Take away the green grass, take away the sky, hmm. but don't take away my Alligator Pie. Alligator Stew... Alligator Stew, if I don't get some, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all you got. That's all I remember. But uh, but yeah, just an incredibly popular Canadian uh, kids poetry book that yeah. saturated in kind of culture when I was a kid. Sure. But yeah, it's so weird. Dennis Lee, by the way, Dennis Lee, much like Elaine May, still alive. Okay. Still alive. Like Elaine May. Yeah. Oh, it's so so interesting. And he's got the Governor General Award. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he have the Governor General Award? I think one thing I think is hard, it's hard to judge Ishtar to me because. I mean, if you're going to criticize it, because she really was undermined by Warren Beatty during the production of the movie. Yeah. So it's hard to know, like, how much 
of the film is her? How much of it is him pushing right. it back, pushing back against her? You know, he and he's like, and he like the one who spread the rumors about her, like painting the sand and stuff like that, and making the movie cost a lot of money, and which had nothing to do with her. He's the one who caused all of the production over, over, like all the run up on the cost, um, because he kept dithering and changing his mind and and trying to be like a, a micromanager, which is his nature. Yeah. But when he went into the project, the his promise to her was that he would not interfere. He's like, because she had written uh, Heaven Can Wait with Buck Henry for him, and he really liked her work on that. And I think she made it work on Reds as well. Yeah, she did some additional work on Reds. And so, you know. Not was, officially listed, but sure, yeah. she doctored it. Yeah, and so he was a big fan. And so he went into Ishtar with her with the understanding that he was going to get her money. He was going to get her money to do a movie. And unlike, say, Nick, Mikey Nicky, where she had to steal the movie in order to <laughs> get her cut, uh, get her, her edit for the of the film, uh, He's like, I'm going to, you know, back you 100% on this movie. You know, we're going to go in this together, blah, blah, blah. And then they're doing the film. And then he started to turn into Warren Beatty and started yeah. micromanaging and, and getting in her way and and wanting to his way. And He's and, so vain. I bet he thinks that film is about <laughs> He probably does. And he really objected to, like, she's another multi-take person. Yeah. She's a 70-take person. Uh, Back when that cost. When that cost money. Yeah, yeah. And... He really didn't like it, but she did have a reason, which was she didn't want him to act like Warren Beatty. She wanted him to inhabit the role. And so she was trying to break him down a little bit so that he would do it a certain way that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's hard. For, it was hard for him, I guess, too, because he had this sort of persona that he wanted to portray on the screen. And she didn't want that. She wanted a different character. And I think he does a good job in the movie uh, playing this character. I, you know, I think he is really good in the film. You know, and th- that being said, of course, he's doing it at great personal cost to himself, having to, yeah. to to be broken down by her. But that's what she wanted, and I think it works really well, especially in the beginning of the movie. I, think. I don't, I don't know why you would know this. Okay, and you probably don't know this. Was uh, did he ever do um, uh, theater? Warren Beatty? Yeah, or was it straight into? I'm looking right now. It might have been straight into movies because. Um, yeah, it was I mean, he and his into- sister. He and his sister were. You know, kind of two wunderkinds who showed up, it seems, out of nowhere and started doing yeah, films. Yeah, no, he went right into uh, yeah. that. Whereas I think that is something that uh, Elaine May has as an advantage. Is she did so much live theater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And improv as well. Yeah, and, and improv, exactly. Yeah. So you've got uh, more of a relationship with an audience and you know... You get something. You yeah. get something from that that gives a little bit of depth. Sure. When people are, are like, hey, why is British acting so good? Because they do theater in between their films. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, that's it. Yeah. So that, because yeah. they're not, because they're not always constantly on a set where they're isolated in a trailer or in front of a camera, yeah. trailer, camera, go home. Yeah. You know, you never yeah. touch in the real world. You put yourself out there in front of 250 people a mm-hmm. night. Yeah, you're going to learn some shit. You're going to get, oh, people don't like this. Oh, people do like this. Oh, this is good. You know, it's uh, it, it changes you. It makes you better. Sure. And she, she uh, Elaine May uh, did a play in 2018. Most, oh. Yeah, she's she's still doing stuff. Pretty amazing. She's still Elaine May. She's great. Let me just say, big fan over here. Me too. I'm a huge fan. Oh, I don't know. Fan. What? I don't know. It doesn't come across. It doesn't come across? Oh, too bad. <laughs> Warren Beatty, on the other hand, just some live theater, man. You'll feel, you'll yeah, feel Warren Beatty, I can kind of take or leave. It's tough when you're 86, I guess, to do live theater. You'd be sleepy. Friend, friends who are older than me, who are generationally different than me, are big Warren Beatty fans. 
I haven't seen Reds now that I'm... I've seen Reds, but I saw it in the days of home video. So I don't think that's like the ideal way to see it. That was in the days where you had to have... It was two tapes. It was two tapes long. Yeah. Reds. Diane Keaton's very good in it. All right. Amazingly good in that film. I'm a big Diane Keaton fan. Mm. Jack Nicholson's in it. Yeah. Paul Servino. You know, uh, he makes uh, other actors. How do you mean? Uh, like uh, made that uh, Mira Servino. Oh, Mira Servino. Okay, he, so. <laughs> he made that. Yes, actor. She's very good too. Yeah, that's nice sometimes when you look. Listen, I'm not a huge fan of John Voight sometimes, mm. but he made an Angelina Jolie. So that's a nice thing. Are oh, you talking about the modern John Voight, not the old John Voight? Yeah. Like that's if you watch an old movie, you're not like sure, sure. I'm like a, I'll, I'll watch a Midnight Cowboy. Sure, sure. Good for them. Yeah. You know, you know, like Offset, he made a said horrible things, but it was the seventies. Everyone was saying horrible things. <laughs> As I mentioned, I'm like stabbing my hand with a sip sack and saying terrible Torturing things. your sister with a... Yeah, with and then I'm off to join the FLQ. <laughs> yes. Maureen Stapleton's in that as well in Reds. Hmm. And, you know, she'd go off set and people go, I love you all in the family. And she'd go, fuck you. Is that's, that? That's Jean Stapleton. That's Jean Stapleton. I was gonna say yeah, that's different. why she'd say, fuck oh, okay, you. Okay. <laughs> And, she, and they go yeah. like, oh, well, just say to something. To be fair, their names kind of rhymed. Yeah, that's true. Marine and Jean. So she only has herself to blame. She shouldn't have taken that name. That's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, Red's worthwhile seeing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. Yep. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Very good. Bunny Clyde. Very good. Yeah, I like, I like, okay, I've seen half of McCabe and Mrs. Miller. I feel like those are the best of his films. I think I started watching McCabe and Mrs. Miller. And then my subscription to that streaming service ended. <laughs> By the time I got you were back watching to, it, oh, is it? And, and like, and I was going back to watch it later that yeah. week, and was like, oh, my one week trial okay. is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'll see it someday. It was good, and I really like Bonnie and Clyde. I think that's, that's a, a very, very that's a really good movie. Arthur Penn, mm-hmm. who's also interviewed in that um, in director the, of Elaine, Penn and Teller get killed. Also director of Elaine May and Mike Nichols in concert. Look at us. <laughs> Tie you know all what? together. We start we started off this doing yeah. a lot of this. Uh what's the name of that person? But you know what? We're doing the opposite of sundowning. We are doing the opposite of sundowning. We're sun upping. Yeah. Last week. <laughs> I don't think no, that's not right. Yeah, sun upping. Because sundowning is the same as sun upping. No, because, no, no. Yes, it is. The sun's going up, not going down. No, it's We're going the up. Same thing. We're going up like the sun. It's saying you you have your mind right when the sun's around. Yeah, sun yeah. upping. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, it's yeah. the exact same thing. Sundowning is the same thing well, as sun we'll upping. We'll sundown later, but right now we're sun upping. <laughs> okay, fine. I forgot to tell tell you this story last week. Please. Lisa and I this isn't part of this is not really part of the story, but this uh Lisa and I we were we went to see a notary public last week. Right. You were uh doing some legal business. We're doing we we were getting our wills finally. Okay. We have lived, you know, me almost 60 In years. Sin. <laughs> no, we've been married. But We've been living without a will for a long time, okay. which was really dumb when I think about it, because especially it would have been very unfair, unfair to Mary and Eve if we had passed away when they were still minors, because we had no provision in, our, in a will for right. what well, who would take look after them. So that would have been really terrible, because there would have been, I don't know, they might have been taken in by my mom. Bring, which brings me to my story, which is I, I, because I had some time to kill before I went to the notary public to meet Lisa there, I... Went by my parents' place, which I do once in a while. I don't really like to do it, but... You tell them you're coming? Nope. I just drop in. All right. If I'm lucky, they're not there. You are gutsy. <laughs> just drop by. And um, so, yeah, I drop... I get there. I walk in the door. My brother's there. Oh. Who lives with my mom and dad. And uh, okay. my mom and dad. 
And in the span of about three minutes, everyone tells me I'm fat. <laughs> okay, listen. You could have, yeah. honestly, because we've got, let me just see. Yeah. We've got like 45 minutes of show left. Okay. If you had said to me, yeah. Ian, here's $1,000. You're going to put it on the table. <laughs> okay. What do you think my family yes. said to me? It was helpful advice. You're going to go, it's helpful advice. It's a thousand bucks. I'm going to put it on the table. Yeah. You got to guess what it is. You've got 45 minutes. Go nuts. Yeah. Uh, I would not have gotten to that. One. Really? No. Well, that's a, that's a that very you... common go-to for my family. Now, are all, let me just ask a couple yeah. of questions. First of all, are all three of your family members that are there are they all starving to death? Are they all just <laughs> skeletons? Well, my brother is uh, very thin. Very thin. Yes, he's a bit of a bone bone rack. Yeah. Okay. All my right. mom and dad are. My dad's always been thin. Yes. But I mean, you know, they're they're geriatric now. They're you know. So, right. So. So know. they've got the older thin thing going. Yeah. On. My mom not so much. She's put on a bit of not, but she's still thin. Okay. No, no right. she's still thin. She's still thin. I'm sorry. I know you've got somewhere you're going with this. Not really. But this. Okay. Very good then. <laughs> Okay, so I need to just ask various questions because yeah, yeah. this is sure, sure. This is fantastic. Okay. It's fantastic because it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so mind-numbingly stupid. Yeah. It's just like, honestly, uh, oh my God. Okay. I know, fair. it's really weird. Like, I was... It's really weird. So, okay, so you okay. go into the house. First of all, the drop by, I'm not a fan of, I think. But uh, I, I always do. So I... I, I know, wow. And my okay, so that's amazing They're used to, to me. This, that, yeah. that already, I'm in another world with you. But okay. <laughs> okay. So you went with a drop by, yeah. you know. Uh, so, and, and so you go in and is the, okay, the first thing that your, uh, parents say to you, mm. is it, uh, is it like, can we get you a drink? Can we get you a snack? No. They don't offer you any snack? No. My first thing my mom says is she guilts me out because I haven't been there for a while. So she says, who is this? Okay. Who's come? Passive aggressive joke. Yes. And yeah. then to welcome you in. Yeah. No offering of anything. Not then. It, it'll come. It will come. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah. And so you know it'll come. So they welcome you into the living room. You're there on your own or are you there into with Into the uh, kitchen. Lisa? I walk, you come in the kitchen. Is, Lee, is Lisa with you? No, it's just by myself. Just by I yourself. I was going to meet Lisa okay. later. Yeah. So you're going in the kitchen. Does everyone then gather around to hear what Dave's up to? Or is it like, no. fuck it, we're going to stay in the living room. Maybe one of us <laughs> will go in the kitchen and deal with Dave. No, yeah, when I came in, my brother was eating at the table. Okay. Because it was like it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, so I guess I don't know if he got up late or whatever. But he was eating like a full meal. It seemed like it was just like meat and potatoes sitting there eating this. Okay, shoveling it down his throat. My mom was sitting at the table as well. My dad was watching. Does golf. she make him meals? Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So uh, my dad was sitting watching golf. I think. Right. 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 That's yeah. I was thinking like dads don't come into the other room. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, my long lost son who I haven't seen for so long. Anyway, I'm going to keep watching my show. <laughs> and he uh, he watches with headphones on because he's he's quite he's quite deaf. Hard okay. And so, yeah, the first thing my brother says is, uh, oh, Dave, you're, you're getting fat. And I was like, and my, my mom goes, yeah, you're looking kind of fat. So I'm like. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. You're, first of all, you're not. Second, secondly, <laughs> well, yeah. even if you were. Why? What the fuck what are, you, are, you, that, the fuck are well, you doing? That wouldn't stop my mom. So then. Uh, okay. But then my dad, who's been sitting watching golf with his head, right. headphones on, he takes them off and comes over. Yeah. He's like. Well, David, you've come over. You're looking kind of fat. <laughs> did he say that? Yes, he did. <laughs> I was like, wow. Well, David, I see you're sitting around the house. <laughs> and coincidentally, sitting around the house. <laughs> well. Yeah. Oh, David. 
So I, um, yeah, it was a little. The thing is, is yes. On one level, you're like, well, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I don't think of myself as fat. All right. Mostly. Okay. But at the same time, it's also very darsidious, or maybe just insidious. It kind of it worms into your mind because I've gone through this my whole life. They know where to hit you. They, they I've know always where been, to hit you. This was a common insult to my family was to be called fat. Okay. And, uh, you know, amongst us, and, and that was a thing that was thrown right. in my face a lot growing up. And okay. I was never fat. Uh-huh. Ever. Like, you know, I was a six-foot-tall boy, and I weighed 175 pounds when I was since high school. So, you know, not heavy. But anyway... Were you because you were worried about being fat because your parents would comment? Well, on yeah. It? I mean, I have body dysmorphia for ter- for sure from this. Like, nice, you know. Like I have it's really nice. It's constantly... nice being. Yeah, it's nice being in your fifties. It's and the legend continues. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like when I was in grade twelve, I very rarely ate mm. during the day, and I would sometimes go like days without eating. Right. So I had like real eating issues because sure. I thought of myself as fat, and sometimes I would like say I'd be watching David Letterman late at night. And I would like, I would give myself a treat. I would like make a sandwich mm-hmm. and eat a sandwich at night. And that was like, whoa, I am totally going crazy <laughs> making a sandwich. Um, yeah, I was really, uh, I was really affected by it. That, especially at that point in my life. Um, so yeah, it's so yes. Yeah, so at one level, I'm like not fat. This is crazy. Yeah. But there's another part of me that's like, God, I'm fat. Right. You know, and then that. So when affects, they see that that all right. Yeah. Because then they're like, oh, because after this, you know, sometime in the conversation, they're like, oh, my dad's like, oh, give him a, t- a turnover. Because I guess he got some turnovers from Costco. He's like, did you want a turnover? And I said, well, now that you told me I'm fat, no, I don't want a turnover. Yeah. Because I'm just playing into this weird thing now. I don't yeah. want to. So, no, I don't want a turnover. Screw you guys. But, yeah, it's just weird. Like, it's so weird. Like, it makes no sense. And, and like, my mom will be like, how come the girls don't come over? <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> Why just, don't again, they come I'm over? Just, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing for various reasons. Like right now, uh, I'm dealing with weight stuff right now myself, and I'm losing, and I am losing weight. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> but. You know, I'm, I am getting through with some therapy things about why yeah. you eat this yeah, and yeah. the other and, you know, sure. had some, had some breakthroughs. Anyway, sure. uh, don't, but, don't go to, don't go visit my parents. That's all I'm going to say. I would laugh so hard. <laughs> I would just laugh so I'm hard. Glad. It I'm would glad. it would honestly be this is this is, this is it. It was just like, how did you think that was going to go over? <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't really say anything at the time. Like sometimes, like, sometimes I'll get mad. Yeah, but I was reading something, and they said but, when okay. you're dealing with people like this, when they say hurtful comments like that, you're supposed to say something like, like, what did you mean by that? Like, what do you mean? I look fat. Like, what are you saying? Right. Like, you guess you're supposed to, like, get them to, like, spell out, like, yeah. their thoughts behind these kind of weird, hurtful comments. Like, that your dad said that means to me that in discussing you, this has been the conversation. Yeah. They have discussed your weight around the table. Yeah. And, like, now that you're here, well, time to bring it up. Yeah. And thank goodness that I mean, your brother had the nerve while eating his <laughs> meat and potatoes and gravy. I, he is a bone rack, but I mean that's just a, a function of him, his, sure. his body, his his personality, and his body type and uh, yeah. his lifestyle, which is not a healthy life at all. No, you again, know. again, there's 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 part of me that's like when I used to live, uh, I used to live a couple of blocks away from here, 
yeah. at my friend Roger's place. And that was probably the thinnest I've ever been. Mm. And I was like, I was on this diet called starving. <laughs> and it was... Uh, and, and It's a bad and, diet. Yeah. Now, but the, but the advantage to this diet mm. is costs you next to nothing. Sure. What you first of all do is have no money. Okay. Then don't buy food because you have no money. Yeah. And then uh, go on a bunch of walks, mm. long walks to try to take your mind off how hungry you are. Okay. And uh, the pounds just melt away. Wow. They just melt the fuck away. Sure. Also, because you can't afford the bus, you're going to be walking to work. <laughs> also nice. Good stuff. It all works out great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're going to get compliments like, hey, looking good. Looking sharp. Looking, yeah. Well, you posted you know, a picture yeah. of yourself in Chenwen Jump Street. and Yeah. You look great. Yeah, look uh, look fantastic. You don't see me at the uh, craft service table going like, Jesus Christ. This is so fucking good. Again, I always want to, sorry, I'm just going to tell the story super fucking yeah, fast because no, it's my fine. favorite story in the world. Okay. Uh, which is I knew someone who was dating a person who was in the movie Alive. Okay. You know this story yep, that yep. I'm going to tell no, you? No, I don't know, but I know okay, the story. Okay, so the, yeah, the story in this is, you know, that they were. Oh, yes, I remember the story. Yeah, this story, is, and the story of Alive is, uh, you know, a plane crashes, soccer team. Uh, they starve mm. and then end up eating each other. Yes. Um, there well, you go. It's a feel-good movie. Should eating, be musical. Eating the dead. Eating the dead. They eating don't the dead. kill they each other. They don't kill each other. Yeah. They don't kill each other. Yeah. So the idea was you got this person got cast in the movie as one of the soccer players, and they were told eat a lot now, like eat a, like really pack on the pounds. Yeah. But they were a starving actor, so they didn't have the money to pack on the pounds because yeah. they weren't working yet. Yeah. So they w- were v- quite thin and got thinner. So at the beginning of the movie, because they shot it fairly linearly because they had to, the other actors were doing this. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they, they were thin and the rest are all like beefy boys. They're in the soccer team. Yeah. As the movie progresses, because you got free food on set and you're getting paid, you know, it's like, listen, we got to now lose the weight, really pull back, yeah. lose the weight. And they did. They're like, nom, 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 buy all the free food. So while everyone else in the soccer team is starving, yeah. this one person is chubbing up. And they're getting just bigger and bigger. And if you watch them. And so what they ended up doing was they ended up putting them in the background. Yeah. And like covering them up and put them in a lot of like snowsuits and whatnot. <laughs> because it was clear someone was having some snacks and eating the dead before everyone else got down with the idea. This person had some food. Yeah. There's no two ways about sure, it. Sure, sure. So yeah, they had a lot of fun, and that still cracks me up. Anyway, back to your uh, family uh, fun time. You're sitting around the table. Yeah, I mean that that's the story. I mean, I don't know where else to go with it uh, other than you know, like I just my incredible. What's the next step I mean, is just... the thing is, I am not fat, but I I'm you know packing a little bit around my waist because we just came through the through uh, the. You know, to pan- the pandemic and everything. Yeah, okay. And I put on t- weight during that time because I wasn't going to the gym or anything. I was just going, wor- working and going home again. Right. Do you want to challenge them to a push-up contest? Like, what do you like at that point? <laughs> well, probably my brother could probably beat me in a in a push-up, a push-up contest. contest. Probably. Okay. Yeah, he's lighter than I am. All right. Fair. I'm just thinking, like, fat. Or do you mean muscle? Like, do you mean I'm looking muscular because I I have I have muscles? That's maybe what you're thinking. I look like. Are they? Tr- are they? Do you think in their head? Yeah. They're like, we're going to help him out. <laughs> we're going to help him out. No. And, you know, we're giving him good advice no. and he's going to feel, you know, this is for his his own good because we love him. Or is it just like, are they just being bitches? Like, are yeah. they just being mean girls? Yeah. And they're like, bitches, ah, yeah. hey, fatty, fatty two by four. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, is that is that what it is? Yeah, it's control. Wow. It's a control thing. And when you got three family members 
all doing that. Mm. Like, do they do that to any other family members in your family? Because I can see you taking that. But I can see, like, if they said, like, any of that hint-wise to any other family members of yours, that you would lose your shit. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I obviously don't return the favor, but I was talking to my youngest brother just a couple of weeks ago. And we kind of got on this, I can't remember what I was talking about now, but something. And he's like, he kind of shut me down. He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, that, that's a bugs you way more than it bugs me. Like you just, you let mom get to you way more than I, I let yeah. her get to me. And I'm like, well, yeah, cause you're the youngest. I'm the oldest. Like my relationship is a lot different than your relationship to mom. You know, like I was the responsible child. I was the one who was responsible for you guys. Right. Like I wasn't just, you know, I wasn't just like, me i was also your caretakers mm. and i would get in trouble if you guys got in trouble i would also get in trouble you know so yeah it affects me because the oldest you are you are the mo- you're the one who's most eager to please your parents right so why so why are you dropping by why are you because I'm, I'm obligated to see my to parents who? to see my parents obligated to who to my parents to visit them you know like you know i'm like a good son uh-huh. a good son visits his mom and dad Right, but when the good son is getting insulted <laughs> well, yes. when they show up, that's why the good son doesn't do it as much as he he used to. If okay, how about this? So, uh, so your other brother, not the brother that was at the table yeah. doing this, mm. but the other brother you're talking about. Yeah, if they said to you, "Yeah, I went over to mom and dad's," and they said, uh, you know, something as insulting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like that was like they were mean. They were mean to me. Maybe mm. they were mean to other family members. They yeah. were mean. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go by, by there anymore. Would you go? Oh, but to be a good son, you, you're obligated to go and <laughs> no, visit no, and, and and take yeah. the and take the insults. Yeah. Would you Would you say no, that? No, to it's them? To, totally their choice. I've, I've. Well, it's not their choice, but like if you heard them say that, yeah. Would you to you? Yeah. Do you think tisk tisk? That's not what you should be doing. Like I get that you would respect their choice. Yeah, yeah. But like, would you think? That seems like the right thing to do. That seems right. You know, if the, if when you go over there, you're insulted. Yeah. You shouldn't go over there because you're not treated with respect. Yeah. You're not. That's not a respectful thing. What they just did. Sure. Yeah, they yeah. did not treat you with respect. But so, but you should still you should still go mm. uh, and and take and take the insult. Yeah. And and go repeatedly and keep going for the rest of your life. Would you Would you think that would be the right thing to tell them to do? Would that be right for for your brother? Would I, I would, don't think I would advise that. You would not advise it. Yeah. Why would you not advise it to them? I don't know. Would you think it? Because this is normal. Would you think that he... Okay, it's normal. Yeah. This right. Is, the the normal, abuse so. is normal. Yeah, it's just normal. So. The, it, and it's abusive. It's abusive behavior. It is abusive, yeah. Very good. It took so, me a long time to see this, by the way. Very good. Like, you know, because you grow up. You spend your whole life yeah. immersed in this world, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I met Lisa's mom that I was like, oh, this is the mom. <laughs> this is what a mom could be like. Okay. Sure. This is different. My thing with my my stepdad, which is, and again, you're talking to someone here who's estranged from his mother mm. for like, oh my gosh, like all, we're coming up on nine years now, probably. Wow, yeah. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid, but yeah. that's what it is. Um, you know, when she was, because it was a, it's it was a new dude. Yeah. You know, all the all the shit that uh, she would do before and the excuse making and you know letting you know the uh her husband get away with stuff that yeah. was mean to us or sure abusive and shit uh because i'm an adult 
and I had, you know, and it's a new guy. Yeah. I was like, I'm not putting up with this. And mm. that broke up, that broke up everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it was probably like still my original dad, I'd probably be putting up with that shit. Sure. Probably. Yeah. But it was like the fresh eyes mm-hmm. that, that came about it. Yeah. And you would, and you would feel obligated to go over there and visit your parents, you know, and you might, you might do it grudgingly. You might not go as much as you, they want you to or whatever. Or even as much as you feel like Again, you're obligated ob- to as okay, a, now as a you're child. Okay, this obligation thing. <laughs> yes. I, and, and I'm going to constantly be asking you these two words like in a row. Yeah. To who? Obligated yeah, to who? To your, to, to, to your is parents. It, is it yeah. to, okay, but is it to them? Mm-hmm. It's not to yourself. No. Okay, so you're obligated to them. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's, it's no pleasure for, my, for me. I'm just going over there. You feel you. I'm owe, making an appearance. You owe them. I owe them. Why do you owe them? What do you owe them for? Oh, I don't know. It just feels like that's what you do as a son. You know, you you drop in, Says, and say hello, eh, society. I guess you know. Okay, that's the whatever you call it. The okay. way it goes. All right. And lots of people talk like this about their parents too, right? Oh, am I? Uh, my mom th- is a Do pain, you count but... me as society? Am I society? <laughs> well, you're part of it, but I, I'm part of society. But I don't know if you're. I don't know if you have a majority. Okay, but I'm going to throw. Okay, I'm going to throw. I mean, this. you're you're being unconventional by saying you don't have to visit your parents. Oh no 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 no! I'm not being unconventional about this. Okay. I don't think so. Because I think the convention is yeah, hit me. That kids, you know, you vi- people visit their parents. They right pack up the kids. People, they go over to mom and dad. Visit their parents is yeah. the convention. That's right. Right. Okay. And then there's another part to that. So let's okay. go with let's go with the other part that's sure. to, to to that. The unconventional part. No, no, it's not the unconventional part at all. I think <laughs> this is the conventional fucking part. Okay. Which is like, okay. So people visit their parents, but if their parents are being abusive to them, mm. what happens next? Do they keep visiting their parents and keep the abuse going? Because let me ask you this much. Uh, you know, your parents are going to live a decade, maybe another decade more, what have you. Mm. Uh, it's only, it's only going to get harder. You're going to visit more and more things. Yeah, it's going to get harder. Uh, and uh, and do you think that they're going to stop being abusive? Well, if, if they got dementia, yes. You think so? Because their par- their personalities would change. <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I think at their core, probably not. Uh, I'm, not hoping no, they go, I I'm not hoping for dementia. I think I society say. would tell you, if you're going to, I don't care who the fuck it is. Like, I, I think like if society in general would tell you, if you're going someplace and you're being abused, you're being insulted, yeah. you're being put down, you're being made f- to feel less than, yeah. you are, your obligation is now released. You do not have to fucking go anywhere that you're going to be. You told a story once upon a time that was like a Christmas story. Of like a couple, there was two in a row. There was one that was like you showed up and there was no food because you know they 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 said you were like a half hour late or some shit. Yeah, and so you weren't. And there was another one where like you guys were all like being insulted and all this stuff. And it was your whole family that was there. Yeah. Like it was it was your daughters as well. Yeah, and that was one where when you told me that story. I really thought you shouldn't go visit anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't go visit anymore. Well, that's like, that's Lisa's attitude. She, yeah, she's right. She doesn't go. She's a, she's a hundred percent right. <laughs> she like I know that. there's like two sides to every story. <laughs> Everyone's got like an opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it's one of these where just like I'd like to respect your point of view, mm-hmm. but like, no, you're going there and you're being abused. Yeah. No, you shouldn't go there. And as someone who was abused as a kid, no, you shouldn't go where the abuse is. Yeah. You can't. You can't. It's never going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Uh, unless unless there's something steps in the way and, and counters it, 
you're just setting yourself up for bad. There's no nothing good can come of it. Sure. You know, the only pleasure they're going to be getting out of it is hurting you. Yeah. And I'm on your side. <laughs> so, like, there's no, honestly, if you went to your church and said to, and said to uh, is it a priest? Is it a minister? What is it? Sure, minister. Sorry. Minister? Deacon? Whoever priest, is there? Priest, minister. Whatever. Yeah. And, and you were to say, all right, I know, uh, honor thy mother and father. That's, of course, you know what you should do. Uh, here's my situation. Every time I go over to my parents, or uh, enough times, I'll give you these three. I'll tell you three or four or five or six rando stories of when I was, uh, you know, uh, treated badly, and my family was treated badly when we went to visit them. What should I do? The answer would be uh, one of two things. Yeah. One, maybe bring them in here to talk. They're not going to come in here to talk. Yeah. Very good. Then don't go there. <laughs> That is what your church is going to tell you. Yeah. If you want, like, someone who's representative of the society that you're talking about, mm. don't go there. You shouldn't go. You shouldn't. You shouldn't go and visit them. Yeah. You shouldn't. They're they're abusing you. They shouldn't. That's bullshit. The end. If you were in an abusive uh, relationship with a with a woman, yeah, uh, and you're like, yeah, but you know, we're together, and you know, I should I should just try and be nice about it. Mm. And, you know, she is the way she is. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in an abusive relationship. I would feel less loyalty in that situation, I guess. Why? Well, this you know, there's less. I don't know. It's not your parents, I guess. Not the people who yeah. raised you, fed you, Who's brought got you right? up in the world. Uh huh. You know, and they've got a right. Vacation. They've got a right to abuse you. I don't think they have a right to abuse me, but they. Ha- you know, I'm hoping that I always hope that this won't happen. <laughs> you hope? Yeah, I know. Of course you do. That's how abuse works. Because there's a bit of it that, I bet like, you this time they won't say anything. Right. Oh, because there's a bit of it that you will always put into yourself and say, this is my fault. I'm bad. Yeah. They're not wrong. Yeah. I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And every time they say this, it makes, it lessens you and hurts you and makes you worse. It makes you worse. And it makes you worse when, like, you probably uh, heard that, and then and you're like, well, time to go. Bye. And then you went and met up with Lisa. Yeah. And, like, there was something that you said or did probably that was worse than it would have been if that was a nice visit. Or if you had just been on your own reading a book or did something or listened to some music. Uh, and so, yeah, you're probably treating her worse because you had to deal with this shit. Because you just got filled up with toxic shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really take it out on people, but... Uh, that you know of. No, but you true. don't... There's a lot of stuff like that that just hits you so deep that you don't know. Yeah. Would you think, like, that your daughters should go and visit your uh, their grandparents, you know, and, and deal with that? And I'm not saying that this is the specific insult they'd say to them. Mm-hmm. But they'd say something of just like, yeah. oh, you're going... You're, you're dating that guy, huh? Hmm. Mm. That guy. What's he like? Huh. That guy. Little snarky thing about... You know, how they're living or what they're doing or their job <laughs> or something just to keep them in their place yeah. because that's the way we do it in our in our house. Yeah. Should they go back because there's an obligation to visit grandma and grandpa? No, I would well, I would never insist on it. That's for sure. No, no, it's not insisting. I'm not I'm not going that far. Or are you saying like, like should I'm they go saying, visit? Should they? Yeah, that's right. Should they if they were getting abused in the same way you are, and it's abuse, the, if they were getting abused in the same way you are. Should they go back to visit grandma and grandpa on a regular basis, you know, and knowing that they're going to be hurt yeah. uh, when they go there? Should they go back? Cause not my, cause not my, on a regular basis. Not on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay. 
Should they go back, period? They should go visit. <laughs> they should go visit? Why? I don't know. I just, this is my, my, just this feeling of obligation, I guess. It's just a weird. All right. So, so let's just go with Let it. me just say, like when they were little, uh huh. She was a really good grandma. Fuck. It's easy to be a fucking good grandma when kids are adorable. That's and the shit. thing. Exactly. When they became teenagers, then she became more distant to them. All right. And she changed. And it's just like, and I guess she must, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't know. I don't feel she was the same way with us when we were kids. Right. But she had three boys, which is probably like a lot of work. So she's probably just like, oh my God, get out, get away. Right. <laughs> Go because, outside. Because also, because in your mind too, you're bad. You're three, well, that, ba- you're yeah, three bad, bad kids. Three bad yeah, kids. Yeah, you're bad yeah. kids. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah. It's not the adult's fault. It's the bad we were, kids. Uh, sure, sure. We were pretty rampunctious. Right. I don't know if we were, I don't know if we were bad, but I was a, I was a pretty good kid, to be yeah. honest. Like, I mean, I'm doing real basic shit here, which is just saying like, you know, because because yeah, we think we should take the abuse that we take because we're bad. Mm. That's just what you do when you're uh, abused in any way. You know, you're the bad. You you have something inside you that like accepts that stuff. You're you're you become a catcher's mitt for this shit. Well, you're like a frog in a pot, right? Like you just get used to the hot water over time, and that's just what you're used except, to. Except that people are telling you you're in the hot water. <laughs> you're acknowledging you're in the hot water, and now you're like, yes. you know what? I grew up in this hot water. I feel an obligation to this pond. <laughs> Keep going, I don't want to back. abandon my pond. <laughs> like, why? Well, you know, because I think it's best that I just yeah. keep boiling to death and hurting myself. Mm. You know? And, and it's like, you are. Every time you go there, you're getting more hurt. And every time they would go there, they would get more hurt. And, you know... I, it, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't be that kind of mean to them. No, yeah, no, my mom is, uh, yeah, yeah. She cannot help herself. Can't she? Well, she won't, I guess, but. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> that's a big, that's a big difference. Like people, I, people change. Yeah. But they have to have a reason to change. And if the people around them are not changing their behavior, there's no reason for the abusive person to ever change their behavior. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this in fucking scoldy way. It's just, uh, it's just you <laughs> like sh- it's frustrating i understand it's it's it is frustrating because you shouldn't be abused mm-hmm. you shouldn't and you shouldn't as a man you shouldn't as a grown man who is your own person who knows empathy who's been a kind father who you know has like gotten beyond that kind of abusive bullshit and like didn't bring that toxicity to your own family and your daughter's love you clearly and you don't think they're a pain in the ass and you would never in a million years say that kind of shit to them yeah and like you're taking it yourself and you shouldn't take that fucking shit ever you couldn't take it from your boss you shouldn't take it from a stranger yeah you shouldn't fucking take it from your parents fuck that no fuck that that's bullshit right am i right everybody (laughs) you're all saying this as well right i'm sure they agree with you yeah but i'm sure many of them understand if they have parents like my parents they understand the the horrible, whatever it is, the like basically of... it then becomes you're waiting for them to die. That to me is what it is. It's like this is never yeah. going to get better. So now I'm going to wait out the clock <laughs> until this gets worse <laughs> and no worse and worse, and yeah. you're no longer obligated. And then I'm going to have some nice peace and quiet, <laughs> and it's all going to be fine. Yeah, you know, or you know, so maybe. What I mean, what could be worse? Like if if you do confront them on it and go like, knock it off, knock that stuff off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take that. Yeah. All right. Stop oh, I mean, I, I do do that. Oh, good. So, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. No, I do do that. How's that go over? My mom gets very abashed. Just, <laughs> yeah. She's kind of like, oh, yeah. Called out. Yeah. Called out on my bullshit. Yeah. My mine plays like a whole bunch of damn games and psychological yeah. fucking things, and you know, it's, yeah, it's all it's all fucking bullshit. 
you know, it's all, it's all, you know, she, because again, she was, she was abused too as a kid. Mm. And like, so that's why she's so vulnerable to this kind of, kind okay. of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and she's trying, oh, if you guys could just like get together and, you know, it's just like, I have, I've talked to the guy and mm. it's like, no, he has to be in charge of all this other shit. We're going through a thing right now where, um, you know, we have a family member who is in the hospital now, okay. uh, who, you know, may not. May, may or may not uh, be around for a while. Uh, it could be any day now, or it could be years and years. Yeah. Uh, but this could mean that we're going to a funeral soon. Mm. And if we go to a funeral, it means all the toxic shit of the family is going to show up. And the last time I was at one of these funerals, I almost got into a fist fight with my father-in-law. Okay. Because, you know, he was a toxic guy yeah. who uh, wanted to straighten everything out and tell everyone what's what and you know i was like no i'm getting in between you and and these people that i love and yeah. no yeah. no we're you're not able to it, it was like it was like this fucking electrical current that's been always around and it needs the two kind of pieces to like just be across from each other so the fucking bolt is going to go through and it's like no yeah. step in the middle of this shit no this is stupid what you're saying is stupid that's not true. You know this is not true. You know this is not true. This is garbage. And yeah, to the point where he got more and more frustrated, to the point where he was like, do you know who I am? Yeah, I know exactly who you are. And I think he knew that I knew exactly who he was. Yeah. And like, I'll tell you one thing, I'm not scared of you. And whatever you're going to do next, I don't care. Because even if you're throwing a punch at me, I'm going to block it. Because I love these people. <laughs> so, you know, knock it off. And, and yeah, he had no response really to that. And the rest of the family is, ooh, this guy just doesn't give a shit. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm just, I can't watch this. I can't watch people I love be abused by this kind of crap. And, and yeah, that'll happen again mm -hmm. when, when this all comes down. It was weird because I was talking about, sorry to talk about me now. Um, <laughs> I was talking to my therapist about this. Sure. And I was going, yeah, but he's just a cartoonish fucking supervillain. And that's going to be like just a shitty day. And then we're going to ignore that fucker like later and it'll be fine. And like the stuff that I've got to work on in therapy is just getting a little bit better every day on different things. And there's going to be guys like that that are just this big, broad, cartoonish fucking bunch of nonsense that are just going to show up and you can't do anything about it because you're not going to fix the toxic people in your family and in your life. You just got to like make yourself as good as you can be uh, so that it doesn't hurt you when this happens. Yeah. And I think my worry with you is that it hurts you a bit. Oh yeah. And it shouldn't. Well, because I mean, they're wrong. I mean, like, like they're wrong to say it. <laughs> they're wrong factually. Yes. And if they were right, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You know? And, and I know, but they made you into this catcher's mitt that like sucks all this in and absorbs yeah. this. Yeah. That's, that's your, that's your 50 plus years of training that they've given you. <laughs> You'd be happy to hear though. They listen to the podcast. Good. They listen to an episode, I guess. And the mom said, it seems like Ian's in charge of the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a mind fucker. Right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I said, yeah, he, you know, Ian likes to talk. He's like, he's a funny guy. So. Mm -hmm. Just give him... Feels like a mind game thing she's saying. <laughs> well, I'm not going to play into it. So. No, it feels like something you'd say <laughs> afterwards. Like, we're like, uh, you know, hey, so your uh, your wife really wears the pants in the family, huh? <laughs> anyway, you guys uh, have a good night. <laughs> Thanks for coming over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Not really a man's man anymore, are you? Oh, well, let's do it. Yeah, so off you go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So you're what we call the beta, huh? Anyway, okay. You <laughs>
Yes. Merry cuckin' Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Cuck you. Yes. Did she think the show was funny, at least? I uh, didn't. I don't know. I don't was know. there a compliment? There was there anything positive? Not really. Yeah, that's great. More descriptors. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for running the show. Sure. Into the <laughs> ground. <laughs> You know what? I've got a question for the question of the week. Oh, okay. And my question for the question of the week, and I'm going to say it before I remember it. Uh, before you remember it? Uh, before, because I'm going to forget it. Oh, yeah. Because we've got a couple of uh, sure. things. Okay, so this is my question. Okay. And you guys don't have to answer this or, or, or not. Uh, if uh, uh, How's your family get to you? <laughs> how's good, your family... Get to you. That's a good question. What do they? What's something they do? They know the buttons. That, that you know. Yeah. yeah, hits your hits your button. They know that they know all the. Buttons. You know what? I'll even take a positive on that too. If there's something they do that they know that you like, mm. that they'll they'll do this little thing for you because they know. Well, yeah, you know I I like this, and so they do this. But like, that's not what you're going to tell me. <laughs> you're going to tell me the thing that they know. They know, and so they'll bring up and they'll do that. Okay. So uh, last week on the show, was there anything more on that? Okay. But you got a will now. At, there's a way. All right. By the way, guys, you all might be in Dave's will. <laughs> we don't know. It was, Keep listening to the show. We got some good advice from the from the person, actually. Oh, good, good. I'm glad we went. I wish we'd gone earlier in our lives, but uh, it was good It was good advice. We so. did a lot of talking about it when I was in um, in the hospital this uh, oh, okay. this this year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, i got to do that. Otherwise. And the fear was, of course... That uh, the guy I'm talking about, who I got into, almost got into this fight with, he might get some of our dough. I was like, no, yeah, we got to just, if nothing else, yeah. listen, I know you're thinking doing it for positive reasons. Do it for vengeful reasons. <laughs> Make sure that you write down, this person gets nothing. Yeah. yeah. Bupkis. You sweet F all. Mary, and, you know, I, 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 Mary phoned me while I was going there and I just told her what I was doing. She goes, oh, well, that's good. I said, see, yeah, we're going to set up so you and Eve have to fight to the death for, <laughs> for whatever. Yep. It's gonna be real Hunger Games. What I would like, though, is I would like. Uh, hopefully, Frank Oz will still be alive because he's going to be immortal, and he would do the reading of the. Oh uh, sure, little, like yeah, uh, yeah. Knives Out style. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the question of the week last week was: If you could live in another time, what decade would you choose, mm. and what's your favorite spinoff? Okay. All right. So uh, we got a letter from Louise, our friend Louise, Louise. dear Louise. I'm pretty happy living in a digital age, so I would not go back before the 2010s. Yeah, I'd still have. Uh, I would go. I would not go back before the 2010s. I still have all the culture from the previous decades to enjoy, and I wouldn't have to write on a manual typewriter or with pen and ink. Yeah, that sweet spot would be somewhere around 2014 in the pre-maga, pre-pandemic world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd really appreciate that, like going out, no disease. Yeah, uh, take a lot of plane trips. Just like ah, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't regret that I grew up in the seventies. You know, I like, I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed that time. Yeah, but I, I like this time too. You like brown, brown <laughs> and brown. orange, brown and orange, brown and orange. Nice combo. <clears throat> nice. My combo. favorite, uh, current favorite spinoff is Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. The evolution of Captain Pike character has been fascinating. Fascinating. They recycled him from the failed Star Trek pilot for the original series. Revived him for the J.J. Abrams reboot movies, then took him back to an earlier time for Star Trek Discovery. Now he's back on the Enterprise, and in this timeline, the Anson Mount uh, literation uh, gets a promo. Uh, iteration? Do you say? 
iter- uh, iteration. I'm sorry. Here's why. Because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I, I was reading promotion, but it's not. The, this iteration gets a premonition. Oh, I see. About his future incasa- incapacitation. Louise! <laughs> I did a long show and now you're giving me all this? You're a writer. You know, you know better than this. You wouldn't be pulling this on Paw Patrol. <laughs> and has come to terms with him carrying out his duties knowing his fate that's a nice bunch of short words good for ending on that <laughs> interesting i was reading a, a little snippet online about jeffrey hunter who plays captain christopher pike in the original pilot yes. for star trek and they were saying that when they shot it the studio was not happy with the tone of the show like they thought his character was way too angry mm-hmm. and kind of and so they were going to reshoot it, but I guess apparently at the time, um, Jeffrey Hunter was married to a very unpleasant woman who insisted that he was better than Star Trek, better than mm. doing television, that he was a movie star, and he was not interested in doing another uh, p- pilot for the for the show. And so he, uh, I guess, was forced to quit by her uh, ambitions. Doodle. And then William Shatner stepped in. Here's the thing about William Shatner is like he is he is weird. And you mm-hmm. want a little weird sometimes yeah. when you're uh, getting a show like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on with this guy? That's, that's, that's not yeah. Perfect. Whereas, yeah, most people would just read it pretty stiff and astronaut-y. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's just all, yeah, I don't know. Like, that guy doesn't give a damn. I bet he's a jerk on set, but it's working. Uh, continuing on. Was he a jerk on set? Yeah. In what way? Like demanding or? Oh, the crew hate, uh, sorry, the rest of the cast hate him. Okay. Like hate him. Yeah. Really, really hate oh, him. Oh, really? Still, like to this day? Yeah. George Takei? Yeah. To this day? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Huh. Uh, going on, I Gee, was... he worked. He just worked and worked forever. Sure did. It's weird. Yep. Look Look it up. Look how the rest of the cast... Look that up sometime. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're going to have a busy afternoon. <laughs> All right. I was uh, sorry to hear about Guy McPherson's passing. He was a good yeah. supporter of the Vancouver Theatre Sports League when I was involved with the company. Theater reviewers uh, would critique our improv-based formats as plays, but Guy reported on them as comedy shows, which was a better fit. So I'd look forward to reading his reviews. Hmm. Yes. It was nice. He, he really did cover those shows. He's also insightful. Yeah. He had an interesting take on, on he stuff. Did. Yeah. yeah, he did. And he was fearless when it came to interviewing like uh, people who I think were the like, big shots. I think he was fearless with his takes as well. Like he didn't, he didn't mind being the only person who thought something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, son of a big celebrity, and I think maybe that makes you. <laughs> was Fraser McPherson a big celebrity? I think so. Yeah, the jazz we'll jazz musician. We'll see how his uh, book sells. Sure. Um, Edward Dragansky writes uh, back to Louise and says, "I'm going to have to wholeheartedly agree with you on Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, Louise. I haven't enjoyed an entire crew on the Enterprise that much since the Next Generation signed off. Mm. They really have found their rhythm and they seem to be having fun with it. Definitely worth rewatching. And nobody in the galaxy comes close." To sporting a quaff like Pikes. I hope he has those locks insured. Yeah, it's fantastic. Big hair. Uh, who, who plays him in that? Anson Mount. Anson Mount. Oh, who was... F- oh, okay. He, if you ever saw... And you didn't, because no one did. If you ever saw the Inhumans TV show, he was Black Bolt. But he was he, Black Bolt in the he was. In Doctor Strange movie He certainly well. was. Yeah. Mind-blowing role. <laughs> get it. I get it, everyone. Edward uh, <laughs> writes his own letter uh, saying, you know what, Dave? Oh, oh this is to you. So I'm going to look okay. you right in the eyes as I read it. <laughs> Please do. I can't because i got to look down. Making me nervous. Uh, you know what, Dave? You're right. The 70s do 
uh, seem like they're hanging out kind of a mustard gas haze <laughs> colored with harvest oranges, dull teals, and beige. Wow. I don't think I'd like to re- relive that decade. Uh, once was enough, so I think I'll go with the 1980s. All right. As garish and garish and vapid <laughs> as the decade was, I entered it at 15 and left it at 25. Mm. 1980 to 1990, totally and firmly uh, encompassed both my high school and college years, which were the best of times for me. Sure. Uh, the question is uh, something I've pondered a lot, so it's great uh, that you asked it this week. <laughs> Part of me does wish to return to the 70s almost on a curious dare. To see it through adult eyes and experience a less technical and complicated time. Uh, but was it? The energy crisis. Then I wonder how the 80s would compare as an adult. Then I think of what it would be like to go back a hundred years and meet the Marx Brothers. <laughs> I'm torn and struggling with options. So I may just have to build myself a Wayback Machine or borrow a DeLorean from some crazy doctor. <laughs> okay, but don't give it to the Libyans for crying out loud. Uh, Louise kind of stole my thunder with the strange new world, so I'll go back to the 70s now. Eh? See what I did there? And follow a trail of television breadcrumbs that the brilliant Gary Marshall put me on. Love American Style wasn't a favorite show of mine, but it spun off Happy Days, which led to Mark and Mindy, both favorites of mine. Marshall wrote uh, an episode called Love in the Happy Days. All of them had love. That's right. Which was an episode of the anthology series Love Every American Style. You're going to now say what I just said, right? Yeah, sorry. Uh, every episode of Love American Style was titled Love in the Blank. You're absolutely right. Sorry for jumping on that, being a show-off. And I guess it did uh, well in the ratings, or maybe the popularity of American Graffiti had something to do with it. I read that the episode was sold as a pilot, and Happy Days was born. I was nuts about that show as a kid. And with the sci-fi craze of the 70s, Mork and Mindy just fit right in. <laughs> I enjoyed Laverne and Shirley, but I have to end the trail there because I remember nothing about Joni Loves Chachi. Here's my question to you. Do you remember the uh, Out of the Blue? Huh? Remember that one? Nope. Okay. Well, Out of the Blue was the one where there was an angel that was sent down from heaven. <laughs> uh, that was a spinoff of Happy Days. Uh, it was an episode... Oh, God. Let me just tell you the episode real fast, and I'll get back to your letter. It was an episode where Chachi sells his soul to the devil's nephew, and then um, the angel, Random, who had kind of a Tommy Toon vibe, uh, shows up and uh, helps him out. But uh, at one point, like, Fonzie's thumb goes up against, you know, uh, the finger of uh, the nephew of Satan. I think it was the popularity of, like, uh, The Exorcist and what have you at the time. Um, so there you go. Trends. Trends. A great friend and Dr. Pepper. Huh? We mentioned Dr. Pepper. I'm going to take a drink ding, of water. Ding, ding, ding. From years ago, moved away some years back. I was shocked this week when I saw how close to Canada he lives. Almost <laughs> on the border in Blaine, Washington. Oh, very close. Yeah, home of uh, 1980s pornography. That's what I remember from when I was a kid. Well, yes, they had theaters that, that played it. Or they were allowed to play it. Which we, yep. We had no theaters in Vancouver Giant Marquee for Seca. Yeah, Seca, that's right. yeah, Seca. that was that, and then uh, I always remember the Russ Meyer films playing there, like Beyond the Valley of the boobs. Ultra Vixens, Beyond the Valley of the Boobs, Beyond the Valley of the Ultra Vixens, whatever it's called. How many miles is that from you guys? How many? How far away is Blaine, Washington, from here? From let's here? Go, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Like driving, you're driving there. How long is is the trip? Well, let me tell you. Oh, okay, so Dave's going to look that up. Originally, they're from Muncie, Muncie, Indiana. He loves it up there, and will probably stay. It's a it's an okay place. Yeah, that's we used to uh, vacation there. Uh, you know, I don't know why it was not very far away, but we get like a cabin or something by a little 
little lake near there? So it's uh, 48 kilometers from where we are sitting at this point. Okay, 48 kilometers. I'm not sure what that is in miles. I'm sorry, you'll have to... No, there's no way of knowing that. Um, it's closer. Where I live, it's, it is much closer. I live, I live about a five to ten minute drive from the border. There we go. From in Aldergo, but I but I don't I don't live near Blaine. I live near another town, a farming community called Linden. Yeah. So to drive from Linden to Blaine is about a 15, 20 minute drive, I guess. But whenever you want some American chocolate, boom, right over there. If that's what you want, yeah, yeah I don't really want it. Yeah, sometimes you want that Hershey bar. Sometimes I sometimes I go across to try and find Tapatio Doritos chips. Yep. It used to be the only place to get uh, cinnamon Tic Tacs too. Mm. And Cool Ranch Doritos. Now now it's everywhere. Now it's everywhere, yeah. Uh, I'll just go and put on some Huey Lewis in the news or Go-Go's now and prepare for the 1980s, <laughs> I guess. Uh, best to all the creatures and friends. Great, small, and sneaky. I, I met uh, Jane Weitzel from the Go-Go's once. And, uh, Jane Weitzel? Is that it? Weitzel? No. Guitar player for the Go-Go's? Bass player, I think she Bass was. player? Okay. Jane... Weedlin. Weedlin. There you go. She was also in, uh, you know, the uh, Bob, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted movies, yes. And many other things. She Wait, was in ER. Yeah. And uh, you see her, and this is what you do. Oh, my God, she's pretty. <laughs> yes. She's oh, my pretty. God. That's a very pretty group. Oh, my God. I know, but like in, in modern day mm. as well, you go like, oh, my. Oh, uh, uh, hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a friend, I'm friend of uh, at Bill Morrison. See how we... Okay. okay. Well, yeah, you can go. That's fine. But anyway, uh, Edward continues. Adding to David's comments on the look of the 70s, I had a look at uh, this designer's exercise. He writes, here's what I'd do. Grab all the modern technology I could find, take it to the late 70s, superficially redesign it all to blend in, start a consumer electronics company to unleash it upon the world, and uh, then you get an alternate version of 1977. Brilliant design tech with all the color cues from the late 70s by Alex uh veronese and uh there we go we've got a link right to that and i clicked on it and it is uh neat to look at it is neat to look at but it's one of those kind of funny things where you're like it wouldn't really work because you're going back to a time when the technology that you need to make the thing that you're wanting to make there doesn't exist like there's they haven't the silicon chip hasn't been invented yet the solid state drive has not been invented yet. All the things that make our phones work, the lithium battery has not been invented yet. All these things that make them work, you know, like, do you know how to make a phone? Like, if you went back in time and said, hey, I got a cell phone, let's make one. Like, do you know how to make it? No, you, it's like the technology for this does not yet exist. Like, every invention that is made, it's created because there's a nexus that happens that allows... The technology exists. Yeah. There's that's, a space program that uh, will get you microchips. Sure, and there, that's why there's commonly uh, an overlap of inventions as well. Like radio hap- was invented in two different places at the same mm-hmm. time. And same with the telephone. The telephone was, you know, be- Bell was like mere minutes ahead, uh, you know, in patenting the telephone from the other person. I can't remember his name now. That was also Elias, Elias Howell or, or how They, whoever was, you know, they... Just because the technology was at the point where it was possible to create yeah. this thing. And so that allowed for a simultaneous, you know, everyone kind of moving towards this. And, you know, he was the one that happened to reach the finish line first. And same with the radio with Marconi. You know, there was other people who were also heading in that direction, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, our question for next week, as I said, uh, one of them was, what, do your, uh, what does your family do to push your buttons? Here is something that my mom would do. Uh, would be speaking of weight is like uh, she would uh, give me a big hug and then report on uh, what I needed to do about my body. 
uh, as in like, and it would be either just like, oh, like I say, putting on a few, yeah, or just like, oh, you're way too skinny, you're way too skinny, but it would never be a good thing, yeah, it would never yeah. be like just right. <laughs> but you knew that, like, this affectionate hug you were doing, she was also gauging, Gage it was like being on the doctor's scale while you're yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. well, just don't fucking hug me then, I don't want the, <laughs> the exam hug, yeah, 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 weird. Um, well, since we kind of got on it near the end of the show. I would ask the question, what is your favorite invention? There you go. Oh, okay. Very good. I thought you were going to say favorite Elaine May movie. <laughs> no, there's pretty limited to choose from. Right. So. And let's, uh, let's really pressure Dave to watch Labyrinth. <laughs> Again, it's Muppets. Got a lot of, I got a lot of, lot of movies lot of, in my... Got a lot of Muppets in there. You know, I watched a good movie Hit me. the other night. It was called The Winning Season with Sam Rockwell. Do you know this movie? Nope. I've heard of it. But it's no. really good. Okay. I was surprised how good it was. It has Emma Roberts and Mara Rooney's in it as well, uh, playing high school students. And, it, you know, it's a classic sports film where he's like a washed up. I, I, in my letterbox review, I have a letterbox mm-hmm. account. Um, in my letterbox review, I compared it to like the funny version of the Ben Affleck film, The Way Back, because it's a very similar okay. film. Like both movies, they're like ex basketball stars who have fallen on hard times. You know, who have drinking problems, who, you know, are, there's an attempt to, uh, res, you know, res, res, resurrect them or resuscitate them, resuscitate their lives by getting them to coach a basketball team. Mm-hmm. In Ben Affleck's case, he coaches a boys basketball team. In Sam Rockwell's, he coaches a girls basketball team. You know, so you get his kind of antipathy to the idea of girls as athletes, you know, his own self-hatred, uh, the, you know, his uh, terrible relationship with his, with his daughter. And then these girls who become kind of circuit daughters to him. And it's a very heartwarming, very fun nice. film. And it's he's really good in it, of course, Sam Rockwell. And unlike the Ben Affleck movie, which was made in 2020, this his, this film was made in 20, uh, 2009, uh, and has positive LGBTQ messages as well, which is really nice. And anyway, it's really good. And and um, unlike that movie, which ends very bleakly, the the Ben Affleck okay. movie, uh, this film is much more uh, much. Har- much nicer in that kind of way. I do like the Ben Affleck film. I think it's an interesting movie. Like it tells a very tells a story, a serious story in a very serious way, and it's not a pretty story. This movie kind of polish it puts a little polish over the uh, oh, nice. drinking problems, but and it's you know there's still a there's still a bit of a what's the word I'm looking for? There's still a bit of a comeuppance for his drinking, but they they have humor with it rather than it being a serious rather than taking it too seriously, which of course it is t- taken seriously, but. Yeah, you feel like he's going going in the right direction at the end of the film. Cool, and it's really good though. I really liked it. All right, I'm gonna throw in it's on one, Prime. If anyone, one extra has Prime. question is, uh, hey, what's a movie you'd recommend that uh, people probably haven't heard of? So there you go. Winning season for Dave. Uh, for me, I'd say uh, the wrong guy with Dave Foley, mm. directed by David Steinberg. Okay. And for uh, yeah, this extra bonus question: What's a movie uh, we should check out? That uh, you know, there you go. And I'm also saying to Dave Labyrinth. Uh, so how you do, how you do, here's what you do. Go to Tumblr. Uh, yeah, no, Tumblr. I know. How, so wait, you, before we, before you go on, sorry. Go ahead. Is that four different questions you're asking? No, three. Three. So just One is saying. what, what pushes your buttons? Okay. What's your, what's an invention? Yeah. Favorite invention? And what is a movie you'd recommend? Okay. Those okay. three. So, uh, yeah, go to Tumblr, uh, at com. We have a space there for you to ask us questions. No one ever has in the history of the world. It just told me today that it's our 12th year anniversary on Tumblr. Hooray! <laughs> we went on Tumblr a little after the show was on yeah. the air. And how do you celebrate that anniversary? Uh, give us some money on Patreon. 
That's the best way. <laughs> it's paper. It's always paper. And, yeah. Uh, 20s and 50s. Um, you can also go to X, uh, where we're at sneaky underscore dragon and write to us there. You can go to, uh, meta, which used to be Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and we've got a page there, sneaky it's dragon. It's Facebook. It is. It's the country. The, sorry, country. The company is the company called, is called meta. meta. Facebook is still Facebook. Very good. They're and not some idiots you, who changed the name of a well-known thing from Twitter to X. And some of you have been writing us there, and we appreciate that. You can also yes. go uh, to the website, uh, sinkydragon.com, where, where we've got like every uh, episode of every show that we've done, including our new uh, shows, uh, Horse Mysteries, and Refresh My Memory. We're recording a new one of those this weekend. Hmm. Uh, two of those, actually, this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be two fun new movies. But yeah, go check uh, check those out. And if you want to comment on this episode every episode of every one of our shows has a message board underneath and you can just write whatever you want there and then uh, i'm the chump that has to read it out <laughs> you can be like louise give a lot of really hard words to read show that you went to university you know do that or be like edward and be nice and uh, lots of nice short snappy words you know someone in the ad business knows his way around <laughs> that you know punchy keep it uh, keep it tight or you know once again studied shakespeare in university and really, like, oof. and there you go. Maybe make up some words like Shakespeare did, but short ones that are easy to read. I appreciate every uh, letter that is written. Um, thank you so much for uh, being here today with us and sharing our time. Your time, it's precious, and we appreciate it. I've been Ian. I've been David. Skibidibapapoo, Magoo. That's our new catchphrase. Love it. Love it.